Hey, everybody. This is Rob, uh, producer Rob, editor Rob. So this is a different character uh, than on the show, Rob. Uh, I just wanted to stop in and say a couple things because the timeline on this episode actually gets a little confusing. Uh, we had our buddy John from uh, College Days uh, and John Prine Expert talk to us. And it turned out that John had made a parody song to start the episode. Uh, and I, of course, never checked the email. So I didn't see the parody song, which I felt terrible about. So we ended up actually recording our reaction uh, to the parody song afterwards. Now, I have edited it into the episode, uh, and it is a seamless edit, so you probably won't notice any difference whatsoever, but it might be just a little confusing, but I wanted to uh, point that out. Uh, again, uh, appreciate all the listeners out there, and uh, really appreciate everybody who's been leaving voicemails, uh, etc. Please enjoy this episode with our good buddy, John from Edina, who once again became famous because he listened to every episode. Uh, he listened to 140 episodes in 30 weeks, which is not recommended by uh, many doctors. Uh, all right, so enjoy the show, and I won't talk to you later because I'm, well, unless you know me, then I'm a person. Then we will talk, hopefully. All right, bye. It, oh, wait a minute. I forgot my gong already. Hell, like... In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music excoriated the order and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We are all the way up to album 149. I love Popsicle. Is that close? No, Popsicles. Yes, I nailed it. 149, I thought of a nine for the final 140. I nailed it. Who doesn't love Popsicles? I'm a genius. I don't care what, I don't care what areyouagenius.com says. I am a genius. It's one more than seagulls. <laughs> you know what kind of Popsicles I did not like back in the day? Were like when you'd go to someone's house and they had like the homemade ones, like those plastic you oh, know those form things where like, like parents would pour like Kool-Aid and shit and they're like they couldn't yeah. even buy the real popsicles out of the box. <laughs> they had to like pour it in these molds and freeze them. That was the worst. Can I just take a moment right now to make a little PSA? <laughs> Everyone buying gifts for people with kids. Guess what? We ain't making homemade popsicles, okay? Stop buying <laughs> us that shit. Stop buying us homemade popsicle kits. We're not. Guess what? I will shell out the three bucks. We can just buy popsicles. Okay. Popsicles yes. are not going to put us under. Like we will be fine. What I don't have is a bunch of room for your popsicle shit that I use about once. And then I forget about and toss it. So no more and homemade popsicles. kids don't want them shit. anyway. Cause you say, oh, we got those popsicles in the freezer. And they say, no, I want the one from the gas station. Like that's yeah. always what happens, right? From what about Snoopy snow station? cones? Come on, Snoopy. Wait. What's a Boy, Snoopy? Who's Snoopy? Who's now you're who thinking of the, what? you're thinking on. of in, in New York. What they have is they have they have two very ones that my kids get, uh, both of which come out terribly disfigured to what they're supposed to look like, and that is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which never looks what? any good, and then SpongeBob, and they have some sort of like black, like I don't know if it's the Junior Mint or something that's supposed to be his eyes. It's never in the right place. <laughs> it's always hideous. It's terrifying to get. <laughs> Okay, it's a disaster. Oh, and guess what? Oh, are we buying, did I buy two cones at a, a car the other day, a truck that sold cones? And Jenny turns to me and goes, I need $24. $24? You need $24 for two cones? That's $14 a cone. A lot of $14. Money. Plus you get a tip the ice cream guy, don't you, Rob? I'm not sure the math is right here. Was that a Rolling Stones t-shirt? What the hell? Oh, <laughs> yeah, hey, what the hell, guys? This isn't right. Get this guy out of here. No, we don't have time yet. We don't have time. We have done introductions. This 1971. This is the eponymous John Prine. It's John Prine by John Prine. And guys, today, I'm happy to announce we do have a special guest. Look at the size of this. 
pineapple truly that I bought just for this recording. <laughs> the special guest will be this pineapple truly. Everybody's excited about it. Good, except, aren't they? except for my wife. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> good uh so i've heard <laughs> from nobody actually nobody's ever like wow that was good thank you for that <laughs> i like that part. seconds of that that was You're my like, favorite well, that was my favorite part of father's day anyway <laughs> can't make that joke with my kid walking behind me we have a surprise co-host today um, he's already my first favorite co-host of the whole podcast. He, you can tell he's getting dumber and dumber because he listened to all of our episodes and how, John, how fast did you uh, listen to those episodes? It was, it was end of September until two weeks ago. Oh my no God. Way. So basically nine, it, nine straight days. Thanks for the math, geez. Matt. <laughs> I was a math major. <laughs> Took him a school year, about 30 weeks to listen to about 140 episodes. Oh, so if that doesn't I'm just so impressed. Just go back right now and just listen to like the Bob Dylan Highway 61 episode. It'll make your brain melt. Now imagine doing a couple of those a week. And he is here. Everybody say hello to John from Regina. John, how are you doing today? Hey, John. I'm doing fantastic. Now, is this is this my rolling going? No, this no, is the good. no. God, haven't you listened to any Jesus of the shows? Christ, Rob, 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 how embarrassing! This is Suzanne part two. This is when she said she was a huge fan and had no clue what was going on. <laughs> Suzanne is not a huge fan. I got news for you. Okay, she is. She's I, been on twice. She's been on twice, and she's not a huge fan. I don't even think she's listened to those two episodes. Honestly, what? Those are two uh, good listen. episodes. Yeah. Listen to another song on the dial. Uh, John, what, what would you say we're going to hear on this next radio station? Well, there's a song about our host, near and dear to, to the problems that you've been facing. And it meshes very well with John Prine's storytelling abilities. And, and uh, it's just a song about the trials and tribulations of uh, cohabitating with a spouse. Now, can I yes. just say, first of all, the number of songs about cohabitating with people, it's, it's through the roof right now. Everybody's talking about <laughs> it's it. It's high. It's higher than some of us are comfortable with. Can, can I just say... And I just say, thank you for finally recognizing that I have problems that people need to be thinking about. Everybody's like, oh, Rob doesn't have problems. His life is obviously perfect. Uh, actually, no, I have a lot of problems. And the problem is people don't like me or the things I say. It's a big problem. Okay. So thank you for acknowledging that. Uh, John, introduce this song for us. Well, it, since this is episode 149 with John Prine, uh, he's got a great song, uh, Spanish Pipe Dream about uh, meeting a stripper and running off to Canada to beat the draft and basically burning your TV and reading, eating peaches, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it fit perfectly well with uh, everything that you've described in the first 148 episodes of the struggles of a spouse going to bed before you or oh. uh, the, you know, the kids uh, waking you up. There's, there's a solution here. And I think, Rob, I think you nailed it on the head, which I think you need your own bedroom. Was a level-headed doctor from east of Redwood Falls. So good. But she had trouble sleeping because of Rob's big balls. He had his balls against her. He sent a few dick pics. Rob is a wreck, but he's better than Matt because he found the perfect fix. Rob has a TV. Yes. And a PlayStation. Yeah. 
like to edit the candles and sleeps with a white noise fan. He's in the eastern time zone while Aaron lives out west. Rob stays up late, a polyamorous date. We know that Beck did it best. Yes. Rob has a TV. Yes. And oh, a yeah, PlayStation. That's so good. <laughs> in his own bedroom. Yes. Jen sleeps alone. She did all the dishes. Well, Rob's on the podcast. Uh, now Jen sleeps soundly. <laughs> on her own. Yes. This is incredible. So good. That's it. Now we have two verses. Yeah. I mean, that's... That was so good. Incredible. That was so good. Dude, a kid, he really does listen, Rob. Yeah, he's listening all the time. No, it was the part where I forgot the candles. Where I was like, I had like a flashback. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, uh... God. I had had done that. That was one of the best episodes. That whole scenario, I I was like with you, pushing the shopping cart as it fell out and just advising with Rob candles fell onto the floor i i and unfortunately i think what i did during her birthday is edit edit a podcast which is for some reason infuriated her can't imagine why that would be but i will say so strange i know i i do have strong feelings about this i think sleeping separately jenny and i got a hotel room the other day because her parents were visiting we got a hotel room with two queen-size beds i said i'm gonna sleep in a different bed than you and she was mad at me for that. Do you oh. guys think it's appropriate for me to say, let's sleep in separate beds in a hotel room with two queen size beds when it's just the two of us? What would you guys do? It's a great. And don't idea. be pervert. Don't be perverted, Russell. Okay. <laughs> I, think I think you set up one bed is a sleeping bed and one bed is the sex bed. Oh. You referenced oh. it to the last episode. You put a towel down to avoid the wet spot, but if oh. you have the separate Jeez. beds, then Damn. you don't have to worry about it. And then it's up to you, Damn. Rob. You're like, I'll sit yeah. in the wet spot. Right. If you make like if you make a wet spot big enough to take up an entire bed, number one, kudos. And number it's, two, then you fall on the sword. You sleep in the whole wet spot and she gets her own bed. It really is in my head that happening I, here. This is why we, this is why John for me died. It doesn't come on. Now we've got a legit <laughs> conversation between these three bozos about the wet spot on a bed. Like Rob has like a yogurt truck exploded on the freeway. Oh, God. <laughs> God. It's it's more like there's a slight leak in the yogurt truck. Oh. Oh. Like it's missing some yogurt. I remember there's be more yogurt before. <laughs> Happy Father's Day, everybody. <laughs> Listen, this is Beck did it better. I've got four guys here who are upset because they just actually I've got four other guys. I've got five total. And they're we're all upset because we just invested guys. in 10,000 flag decals. Okay, that's that's, that's, that's my, you know what? anymore. That's, that's not gonna happen. I thought I'd make it. That's on me. I got a flag, but it was blue and white, and it said on it Beck did it better. So it was a confusing message. Like it's a lot of people didn't understand. <laughs> Like who would get this exactly? Who's where's the crossover here? Um, but Matt has a bunch of up around his house. Uh, uh, Matt, how are you doing, Matt in uh, Minneapolis? How are you doing today? I'm doing good, Rob. All I want to know is how the hell can a person listen to this podcast, take us seriously, and come back week after week? I mean, who the hell who keeps listening to this podcast? Yeah, okay. yeah, it's. Not us. We're getting closer and closer to say no thanks to this. I've got <laughs> Russell in Minnesota. Russell, how are you doing? 
Guys, if you see me tonight with an illegal smile, uh. it's because I still have most of my DVDs and they'll last a long while. Won't you please tell my co-tenant I didn't kill anyone? No, I'm just trying to have me some DVD fun. <laughs> well done. Wow. Hot dog bun. When Russell's being so vociferous saying this stuff, he is also looking around with his eyes. He's like looking side to side to make sure nobody hears what he says. Uh, I've got Aaron out in Oaktown. Aaron, how are you doing tonight? Or no, wait, actually, uh, shut up, Aaron. I've got John and Edina. Oh. John, how are you doing tonight? Uh, Rob, never better. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's an honor to be here, first and foremost. I'll tell you, you set a great track record of some fabulous guest hosts from Emerson, Little Rosie. I wonder why they call him Little Rosie. And uh, Suzanne. Suzanne, I thought was a fabulous addition. Uh, Rob, you obviously attract good people. I think uh, every one of us would, would get along with her fabulously because that was a lot of fun. But uh, just pleased to be here. And, and John, if you notice, uh, we haven't invited any of those people back because they weren't funny enough. So you better pick up your game. Okay, so far I've heard zero funny jokes. Nothing about jacking off. Think about changing oh, that. It gets a lot uh, of laughs, actually. Rob, I got a question for you. We yes. did a lot of cooking here. Um, what, what? I'm confused. What's the difference between a chickpea and a garbanzo bean? Oh, no. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a garbanzo bean on my face. Yes. Uh, I've got Aaron out in California. Now, Aaron, Aaron was just telling us earlier, have you heard about the population increase that's going on in Ireland right now? Yeah, no, it's, it's news to me. Yeah, it's Dublin. I've got Aaron. Aaron, how are oh, no. you doing? Hey, well, when I was a young girl, I had me a cowboy. Let's talk about John Prine. Oh, <laughs> now that's erotic. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. I love erotic stuff. It is. We are recording this on Father's Day, so I don't know if that's extra cool or extra sad, but we're here. A little of both. A little of both. We're, uh, we told our kids to leave us alone, just like we do every Father's Day, uh, and nobody <laughs> listens. Now, I don't know about your Father's Day, how it went, but I only got in a fight with one of my kids, so... Hey, pretty happy. I, only I think that was. Kid, so I think that was. Hey, new record. <laughs> two out of three ain't bad. Man. Yeah. Hey, two hitting out five, of three. Hitting five hundred. I'd be in the Hall of Fame. Let's get into the voicemail. Oh. <laughs> we asked them to leave messages on a voicemail. By the way, we badly line. need voicemails. Please. But they're not so. Wait, again. Hey, hey, hey. I don't understand. We go from like a hundred to zero so fast. It's. They leave text messages. Inventory mismanagement. For our ah. show, do these idiots not realize we only do audio? Our listeners are moronic. We're giving John the full, the That's full song here. Well, it's a pain. Rob, I gotta ask before we get to the voicemail, how did you feel having John on during the parody song? Proud. Because sometimes you've been nervous about that before. No, this one I was proud of. Because it's not easy. You fucking nailed it. It's not easy to do a John Prine song, I'll tell you. It's complicated. All right, let's get into this voicemail. It's short and sweet. Hey, gang. First time, long time here. Just wondering, now that it's summertime, what your favorite summertime jams are, with the caveat that Name of the song cannot have summer or anything that implies summer in the title. Limit. For me, my go-to is Feel Me Flow from Naughty by Nature. Oh, that's, 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 oh, that's a man. Let's see. Let's see. I thought about this for all of two hours, and I couldn't come up with anything as good as Feel Me Flow there. How'd you get two yeah. hours? I just heard the question now. Yeah, oh, right. It's a total surprise to me. <laughs> right? The little keyboard yes. at the top of the... Ooh. This is a good one. Boom, boom, boom. Boom. Guys, it's summer. What does summer mean to you? You know what summer means to me, guys. It's officially school's done. 
I got Jack to do. This is why I have multiple songs for tonight. Oh, God, this is good. But you know what summer means to me? I'm never tying my shoes again all summer. I'm wearing Crocs. Just going slip-ons and Crocs I'm wearing the whole way. Crocs all summer, and I couldn't care less. Taking my kid to the beach tomorrow. It's going to be a great day. You're going to have Naughty by Nature playing while you're going to the beach I, or not? I Can you have a kid and her friends over and then be playing Naughty by Nature? That feels you wrong. Feel me flow, I think. I you can't play OPP, but Feel me flow. Hip Hop or is fine. Feel me flow. Actually, yeah, that's. Naughty by Nature is surprisingly kid friendly now that I think about it. Yeah, I have to be like, well, those are actually other people's privates. So that's a whole that's different. Yeah, so you want to keep your hands off of those. Yeah. So, what song do you guys have that's summer? That is for summer. Let's make a little summer playlist. That is summer, but does not have summer in the title, nor implies it. I don't even get what that means. So, I guess like school's out forever. You can't do that. Or, right. Oh, can, can I go can't first? Do summertime by Yeah, Fresh Russell, Prince. let's hear it. Yeah, Russell, let's hear it. I don't know if this has got summertime in the lyrics or not, but I think the, the artist that defines summer music, I'm going to go country. I know our the caller who left that voicemail doesn't like country, but I'm going to go Kenny Chesney. The song is Get Along. Wait, that, wait, wait, wait. There's a there, there's the says no shoes right there. See? I mean, it looks. Yeah, it, this is like a. Yeah. I guarantee they play nice. this at tailgating before it's football nice. games, right at the end of the summer, right? Yes. Nice. The country song that came to mind for me was um, the fried chicken, uh, chicken fries by uh, Zach. Is that Zach Brown? Zach Brown band. Yeah, that's the one that came to mind for me. That's the country song that came to mind for me. Wait, chicken fried? Chicken fried. A little bit of chicken fried. You guys it's probably not really cold summer summer on a Friday night. You guys know what I'm talking about. Air jeans guys, a bit just right. These guys know what I'm talking in about. In radio home. I don't know, maybe it's not a summer song, though. Well, it has to be a summer song. You like this one for summer? Yeah, you, it's hard to fry chicken in the summer unless you got like one Norma, for me, Diana, you got to you know, be like the most country one of us for me. You, have you stuck with your, I mean, you grew up in the sticks in Wisconsin. <laughs> like, you've got to be Damn right. like the most country one out of all of us, right? Absolutely. Like, so are, you, are you still stick with the country? 100%. I've actually, country's not country enough for me anymore. It's now bluegrass. So yeah, you got all the way. full on in. Nice. I like to hear that. With a little bit of chicken fries. Chicken fries. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all right. Beer on Friday night. Hmm. Well, who, who's the bluegrass? Who's the bluegrass? I, we're, I'm sidetracking it quick, but I'm, yeah. I'm interested in who's the bluegrass that, we listen, that we're listening to. The greatest bluegrass uh, musician out there right now is Sam Bush. He's getting a little old, and behind him coming in is Chris Thiele, who's taken over for um, uh, Garrison Keillor on uh, whatever that show used to be called. Whoa. But that, that's Nickel Creek. Uh, great. Bluegrass, okay. bluegrass. Oh, I remember you watching. Here. I remember you going to Nickel. You've, you've followed Nickel Creek for a long time. Yeah, right? education. That's right. I, I will say this. If you guys, I'm saying it again. If you want to get into bluegrass, I think a great place to go is Will a Circle Be Unbroken box set. It's a great history of bluegrass. Everybody loves it. And then there's also this great song called. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop, no, stop, 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 stop. John just gave us his song, and you're picking your own bluegrass oh. song. Oh, I oh, did not know. Is that, is that, oh, no, no, I was John just answering didn't give Matt. Us this is, oh, no. All right. Oh, give us a summer jam yet. I, let me give you my summer jam, which, which kind of threw me off. The rule of, of not having a summer piece, because obviously I went to Joe Satriani's summer song, which obviously breaks the rules. Yep. Uh, apparently School's Out is not with the rules. That was, that was going to be my big pick, but I'd have to go with Otis Redding, Dock of the Bay, because what do we do all summer here in Man. the great Midwest? We go sit at the lake, right? Yeah. And he wrote that song right out here in the Bay in Sausalito. He wrote that song sitting in Sausalito. Wow. Aaron, go on mute for a second. Yeah, I'm, I'm muted. I'm, I'm, hey, 
we, we might not need Aaron anymore. John's got music coming for us. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we can, we can just record Listen. Central Time and East Coast Time for the next oh few my years. God. Think about how early we can start recording. Oh, here's, here's the thing. We got to see what John does for a rolling gong. And if it's something where you roll your eyes and go, who is into that shit? Then we'll know <laughs> that we've got the new improved Aaron. Such a relaxing song. Perfect, perfect choice. On Central John. Time. Oh, it's so good. Russell, Aaron, hey, you're supposed to be muted. You're supposed to be muted, Aaron. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. We didn't listening. tell you to come back yet, and we're not going Aaron, to. you can listen to us make fun of you. Just don't talk to Aaron. <laughs> yeah. Aaron's getting so hard. All right, hey, Aaron, hey, I got Aaron, your back, come buddy. Back, come back. Oh, yeah, hey, I'm, back. I'm so it's uh, Aaron, what happened to Otis Redding? Why isn't he around anymore? Oh, don't make, come on. Don't make what? me do this. I'm it, just he, wondering. Well, he died in a plane crash and landed in a lake. That is so No, weird. don't. Oh, <laughs> what? No. Already? If he, wow. do for, if, he, if he can do it to Amelia Earhart, he can do it to Otis. Oh, no. Hello. Hello. Hey, baby. It's me. It's the Big Papa, baby. And I'm here for my greatest song of the summer, baby. Do you know what it is? Do you want to take one guess what you think it is? <laughs> it's the one song we know of yours, perhaps. No, we had that other song the other time where we found out it wasn't that good. Oh, baby, you know what I like. This is the song of the summer. It's the song Bob, of the huh? summer. This is summer yeah, jam right Because you know what I love to do all summer, baby. Number one, no. I spread COVID misinformation via Twitter, baby. Oh, no. <laughs> what? No. Uh-oh, I'm being told it too loud. No. Oh, no. Oh, sorry, I was doing the big bopper. It's a big hit. So why do you think this is a great summer jam bopper? Listen, nothing says summer like calling people on the phone, okay? Or getting called on the phone. Is that what's happening in this song? And then talking about lace? Is, I, I, think, I guess I don't understand what the song is about. Baby. No one's quite sure. Big Baba has to be quiet, baby. People in the house are sleeping, and people, are, they're mad at Big Baba right now. <laughs> Which is so sad. To be mad at Big Baba on Father's Day. Oh, how could you do that to me, baby? <laughs> Father's Day. I only have an hour left to play my Father's Day cards. Oh, baby. Anyway. Hey, you're, here. you're doing it with us. This I is died just like Otis Redding in a plane crash. Goodbye, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Listen, I'm not going to lie. When I'm trying to think of a funny joke to end that... And my wife is out yelling at me for being too loud. It's rather distracting. Okay. I can imagine. I can imagine. I've got the dog on a leash with one hand. I'm trying to type with the other hand. Kids are walking around. The wife is coming out yelling at me. It's tough. I'm ready for the summer to start. Hey, John, what is your song of the summer? It is Otis Redding, Dock of the Bay. He's, oh, he's you said nailed it. it. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. I got thrown off the podcast because his pick was I, so good. Listen, but now I'm confused. You I didn't hear that. You, you feed you that feeding that listen. dog some panties, some Chantilly lace as we sit here on the podcast? Chantilly lace put in that dog's face. Listen, I wish that was the dog's biggest problem right now. Because now what the dog is having with the dog is that he has now developed an itchy skin. So he what? smells He smells like nooch. He smells like oh. nooch like crazy. Oh. So I think of Aaron all the time now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's, I'm glad. You probably feel good thinking of me. That's great. The dog smells like nutritional yeast. It is absolutely uh, disgusting. Uh, who hasn't gone with their song of the summer? Because I've got I think mine. But. I think Matt. Yeah, I. It took a while to think of. I, I kind of, kind of, maybe more themes. And so I think of Sublime as like oh, summer music. So I went that's with a good one. "Caress Me Down" yeah. by Sublime. <laughs> wow, I didn't know she had the GI Joe Kung Fu grip. This right. one definition Winamp, it really whips yes. the llama's ass. This yeah. had yes. to be on your Winamp player in the late '90s, early 2000s. <laughs> You know, and uh, what uh, our caller had, you know, it takes a while with the. Yes. Oh, no. You know, this whole album. 
Oh, Ron Jeremy references? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, yes. yes. very good. You know, uh, the caller brought up a good point. I think I've got Craig Mack, uh, Flavor in Your Ear would be another one that run. just plays run. on repeat. Otherwise, I only listen to country in the summer anymore. I don't know. Like, it just kind of feels like when you're at the cabin or whatever. It's about the only time I can listen to it. Throw it on, on, a, on a boat or on a pontoon. Yeah. It's the perfect moment. That's about yeah. it. But I, I go back to Sublime most summers, so good. if you will. Can I get in one? Can I get in one extra? Because I, I jumped out on Russell's. Go ahead, Russell. You want a mulligan? I need it, but not a mulligan. I just I was I was riffing on Russell's. Go ahead, Aaron. Bro. Let's hear. Let's hear because I do think the summertime you got to. It's a little bit of a different mindset because now you're not just playing for music yourself in your car. Well, you question why you live in the place where you live. You have to pick music now that everyone <laughs> in your family is going to enjoy. That's tough. You know what I mean? Like I don't need my mom being like, "Who's Ron Jeremy?" Like I don't need to explain to her what's going yeah, on there. And that fair. Or like the real awkward part is when you're listening to that in the car with your mom, Rob, and she's like, man, that's a funny line about Ron Jeremy. Oh, right? no. Oh. <laughs> the fact your mom about, knows Ron Jeremy's amazing. Yes. <laughs> I thought so much because like my summers were so defined, at least in the early 2000s, by KDWB. So I was thinking about like 50 Cent with Hate, or, Hate It or Love It. But honestly, like the first thing that came to my mind was Ja Rule and Jennifer Lopez. Like the I'm Real remix with Ja Rule on there. Like that's there a summer. Go. That's an absolute summer jam with Jennifer Lopez, like J Lo in the summer with Ja Rule, like that was ruling the airwaves for at least three years. Are you serious? Yes. No, no, no. This I was is talking about jam. This is a summer jam. You, you, they're as old as a Golden Girl. What do you mean by that? Talked about this before. J-Lo you were going to date Golden Girl. You were going to either date J Lo or Blanche because they were both fifty-three years old. Mm. Room for you. I think I'll date J Lo. <laughs> really going out on a limb there, Rob. <laughs> Do you think old people just looked older back then? Is that what's happening? Like, when we get older, are we going to be more J-Lo than Blanche? Rob, who would you, who would, who would you do? Blanche or Mona? <laughs> oh, Mona. <laughs> Mona, Mona is... Mona. Mona. Mona is one Everest that I would like to mount. Yes. <laughs> It doesn't work, but I got it's, there's something there. Yeah, um, you, just, you give Rob one new audience member, and it just turns the game up just like that much more. Just, Plus, Mona's wealthy enough to have a former pro baseball player be her housekeeper. That's yeah, true. That's right. She's she's yeah. She's got it like that. I thought it was Angela was like the rich architect. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Mona was just oh, the well, Mona I was better the go- mom. Yeah, but Mo- but Mona lived. Yeah, I watched but- a lot of that show with the sound off, so I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't quite sure what was happening there. I like the idea though that like Alyssa Milano's on a show, and I'm like, oh, oh no, oh Mona. Oh, oh, do you, you think I'm looking wait, at Judith? Bro, Light? Were you were no. you watching that show with your summer jam on, which was uh, my summer jam, of course, which is, and this is a song that I played all last summer. I'm in the boat. I am listening to this. This you put this song on, it says summer to me. It is a straight up bop. It is Megan Trainer with Me Too. Whoa, I don't know this one. Oh, it's a drag queen classic. Oh, I'm excited. Okay, nice slinky bass line. I like it. You don't know this Ooh. song, Rosie? No, it's so good, Rosie. One. It's about how that, great she is. Just Wait. listen to these lyrics. It's so good. I want to hear Matt do it. Who's that sexy thing I see you over there? Yes. Stay standing in the mirror. What's that icy thing hanging around my neck? That's gold. Show me some respect. I'll tell you what. Ooh. Yes, I know the words of this song, everybody. I, I, I do nice know job, the words. Man. This is like our, man. our listeners are going to love this. 
Now, was I going to say my summer jam is strawberry and throw everybody off a little bit? No, I was not going to say that. I didn't think of it till now. And I regret that. But I love a song where you're just hyping yourself up. I think that's one of the greatest things. It's a it's a funky bass line. You get to dance. Now, she does talk about looking at herself in the mirror. And that is something I have been trying to avoid a ton. So well, something to think real? about. Rob, when I hear Think About Summertime and I hear this song, all I can picture is you speedo shopping in New York City. Yes. And going into yep. the dressing room and trying well, on your speedos. Having a moon landing or two. All it took was one. <laughs> All it took was one unfortunately timed picture that somebody took, and I will not be wearing that speedo anymore. What? Okay. Oh, I'm so yeah. Disappointed to hear that. There was some. There was. Yeah, I can put up with a lot of stuff on my body, except for some coloration issues. I'm like, mm, can't see that. Like when I'm bending over, and it looks like it's some sort of weird coral. Like nobody. <laughs> was this off at the lake? Was, Damn. Was in, where was this? Where, where did this, this picture take place? Well, of course, this was in Europe, where exactly zero other people wore speedos. It was just me. So, oh, and you thought wrong. You thought everyone would be wearing speedos. I over did. Europe. Yeah, and Wait. I knew it was bad because Jacques Cousteau came out and goes, "Damn, that's the craziest thing I've ever seen." <laughs> Zootaloo. <laughs> what are they wearing for? Don't the dudes wear tiny swim trunks? Over They're wearing like know. literally long board shorts. Like they are wearing oh, like what no. I. It would have been more like if they were wearing like suits and like a t-shirt going in the water. It would have been like, God damn, I should have grown up in Europe. This is my jam over here. <laughs> All right, so there, there is our list of summer. Just every, every never mind. Anything uh, that is our summer list of summer jams. Let's get into rolling, going, rolling, going. It's 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 time to see what everybody's up to. It's time for rolling, going. Oh yeah, John, be our guest. Do the first rolling, going. What you got? Son of a gun, and uh, our guest. Thanks, Gaston. Uh, I fucked up at the beginning because this is intimidating. I can understand why everyone tries to just go right into rolling going because I was so excited and prepared for it. But now it's time for it. Guys. And also, just be aware, this is the only part of the podcast people actually listen to. So this is where you really got to sell it because the podcast, the best part is actually right at the end of the album before the rating system. That's where the funniest jokes are usually told. We do appreciate you coming on to talk about John Prine. We do appreciate that. <laughs> yes, yes, very much so. I don't know if we've said that. I can't wait to hear his takes on John Prine. Well, here, here's my role in going, boys. I have been reborn. I have never felt better. Uh, I went and got a sleep study and was diagnosed oh. with severe sleep apnea. Wow, no. kind of, that could be wow. kind of scary though, right? Uh, well, so so typical people have five episodes a night. Episode being, you know, you stop breathing or whatever happens. I was recorded oh. with 91, <laughs> 91 episodes. Um, Damn. Wait a minute. You, 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 you don't breathe. Correct. 91 times a night. Now I know. Yes. It woke you up 91 times. Is that what that means? Yes. Like you choked yourself 91 now, times. For those of you sitting at home right now, I know what you're thinking. Oh, John has sleep apnea. He must be a big fat guy with curly dark hair and a mustache. No, <laughs> he's not. No, he's he's a slim Dude. blonde guy. Dude, he lives yeah. and he died. And he's not allowed to look like that, there, Rob. <laughs> so I just want to say this: this is another win for all the fat guys out there who do not have sleep apnea. Now the skinny guy in the podcast has it. Now I haven't gone to a doctor technically, so I'm not sure if I have it. But I'm going to be convinced that I don't. It's, on, it's not diagnosed, right? It's not diagnosed. So, John, I would think the hardest part of the sleep study would be literally going to sleep without jacking in off. a lab. Because well, I'm not going to lie to you, there's only one way I can really go to sleep at night, and I don't think they'd be like, "God, these." I know what you're thinking. Why is our Wi-Fi so slow and these brain things are off the chart? 
makes no sense. <laughs> so, John, what was it like going to sleep in a weird lab? Jack off with a hoodie on. It's creepier. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the good news was his insurance declined the in-lab. So they sent me home with a bunch what? of shit I had to hook up to myself. And I, I slept with really check you. No, well, it, it, so John, I hold did. on, time out, John. You, you, you spent all this time in high school doing all of these, you know, things to get into a good college. You go to an excellent college, mm-hmm. one Harvard of the, best. Of the Midwest, one, one of, the, of the best. Yeah, right. It's not you, the best. You decide you're going to major in Norwegian for some goddamn reason. Mm-hmm. That's helt fantastiska. Vaskalvi snakkam. Exactly, Impressive. and then. You go and you get this great job. And I think you're moving all mm-hmm. over the country a little bit. Now you're, you live in Edina. Right. You did all of that just to have your fucking insurance decline you. It's fucked up. The in, mm. an in lab sleep study. That's fucked up. You, know, you know what though? Fast forward to the end. Doesn't fucking matter. Cause if I was in the lab or in my home, I still had 91 fucking episodes, which are like CPAP. I got the CPAP. I hooked got it up. It. Nice. Oh, you guys, I don't nap anymore because I don't need to. I wake wow. up and jump out of bed at six in the morning. I used to sleep until like eight because I was just so just. Wait, John, I, you're not like a CPAP salesman here. This isn't like no, a pitch. Yeah, you didn't no. come out here to pitch a product, did you? I don't have any commissions to earn anything right. from the CPAPs, but I'll tell you what. The first night I hooked up to that, it was like an avatar when Jake Sully hooked up to his creature with, you know, the, mm-hmm. the erotic. It was super erotic. <laughs> and you're just like yeah. a new person. And it hooked on and I fell asleep and I woke up the next morning reborn. So, wow. so PSA, so, go check out your sleep. Interesting. It's important, what? man. It's important. So we're getting older. So what was it? At what point did you realize like, oh, I should probably go do a sleep study. Like, did, did, <sighs> did you have somebody in your life being like, hey, just by the way, I heard you a couple of times and I thought you were dying There's, because you stopped breathing. Yeah, I've had multiple feedback, of course. Nice. Multiple feedback <laughs> on your sleep. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. my what? feedback. <laughs> It's yeah. important to get feedback from different people, John. Yeah. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of ladies that he died are willing to give feedback on those types of things. <laughs> so my wife's been telling me for years, you got a problem. She's like, fuck you. Just sleep right. through it, right? Oh. You're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I completely ignore it. But, you know, I go on a couple of guys trips for golfing and fishing. And uh, oh. every time, every one of them are like, dude, you stopped breathing last night. In fact, we videoed it. And then they'd show me. I'm like, whoa, that's oh. scary. Whoa. And so then I was like, well. And then I had to come back with my tail between my legs. I'm like, honey, you're you're right. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go see a sleep specialist first. She's like, I, I told you. But that's hey, the best thing because now honey, I've been saying sleeps. it I've been saying it for years, but uh three guys I see about twice a year told me I better go do something. So I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, immediately go to the hospital. Well, right? Hey John. I'm much too busy. I'm much too busy to go see your parents this weekend. I need to go get this checked out now. <laughs> hey Rob, if you were to go on a trip with John and he and he were to go in his sleep like that, would you set it up to look like autoerotic asphyxiation instead? Like to have a little bit more like credibility or excitement with it or not? Well, see, that's why I'm wondering, what's it like to JO with a CPAP Dude, machine? I, you know I, know I mean, like the extra oxygen? Like, wait, you just so have so much more energy. JO, is that what you just say now? Ooh, yeah. I got the David Carradine model. It's amazing. Oh, a- <laughs> Cuts off the air right at the right time. <laughs> Kung Fu grip. Uh, so, so now, now, John, are you? What, how do you sleep? Are you a back sleeper, or how do you sleep with a mask on? That would be my thing. So I, I don't know if I could do it. It's just a little apparatus that kind of comes in here, a little rubber thing, and. Oh, I can, no. Do I you can look like a dying side. old person, John? Are you sleeping like a dying old person where you Wait, have that nose thing? Like Dune? Uh, Maybe you look like Dune. It, it oh, is. And, uh, it, You're the Moadib? 
it works. I don't care how it looks. It just feels great. And uh, it was really kind of weird. I was at a tournament for my kids and I saw a guy, one of those motorized rascals who had oxygen to like just be there. And he had the same <laughs> apparatus on. I was like, well, yep. I know he must feel amazing. But it works <laughs> for you. If it works so for you. Go, when you go on these tournaments, do you take, I mean, do you take this all over with you every night and, and use it and, and haul it in in your suitcase? I've got a travel case for it and it, it goes bzz, just like Rob's yes, phone yeah, or his, yes. his, his, his toy, his backpack. Yeah. yeah I take it everywhere. So now like, uh, pardon me if this is too personal, but like if you and your lady go to bed together and have a nice time, how long do you wait to then put the CPAP on after? Once I know it's not going to happen, then I can put the CPAP on. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's crystal clear. It's black and white. I know exactly. <laughs> I kind of want to, so it, it, but it doesn't fall off your face. Like when you tumble around, it like doesn't get yanked out or anything no. like that. Cause my, like I said, avatar, man, it's, it's, it's part of me now. It's that there. my bedtime routine wow. is officially messed up. I have a night guard. And as soon as that mouth guard goes in my mouth, it puts me to sleep. Nice. I'm like, it's like a signal to my body of like, it is nighttime. I have also now started wearing noise cancel or headphones. They're not noise canceling, but they're a headphone band and it goes over my eyes and I listen to a podcast. Guys, it takes me like 10 minutes to set up to go to bed. It's messed up. Like everything in my life I've made too complicated. I, I don't know. Now I got to, I got to have something for my nose now. Oh my God, this is going to be great. I can't wait to add another thing. I do remember Rob in Vegas. You've had to tell, like warn people a few times about your sound machine and all that mm-hmm. type of stuff and your whole routine in Vegas. So it is pretty oh. intricate, isn't it? It is. I, I, and you can't, but you know, is there anything more important when you're our age than sleep? Like, is there anything no. you think about more or Number like, one. like, yeah. Literally, I would say it's about 50% of what my wife and I talk about. It's like, when are we going to sleep? When are we waking up? How much sleep are we getting? How do we feel about the sleep? Like all that stuff. We finally got our air conditioner fixed in our bedroom. And so now we can close the shades again, the blackout curtains. So I ran into something again. Oh my God, it's so great. I love being in a dark room sleeping. A CPAP, maybe that's what I need. It feels good because we're only about 10 years away from only talking about our poops. So like, if we're talking about our sleep now, like that feels better. Because like, pretty soon it's going to be just talking about our poops. Like, Thank God this podcast will be done by then. I'm going to save time and combine those two things. <laughs> oh, no. You know what I mean? Hey, the CPAP machine filled me up. So, so John, if you do have to get up like in the middle of the night, you had a beer too many earlier in the night, you got to jump up. You don't wake up anymore or... Do you wake up? Do you wear the CPAP machine to the bathroom and come back? How does it work? It's pretty slick. It's got a quick release right at the top. It's like oh, nice. Just pop oh, it off. Man, amazing. Yeah. Game changer. Technology. Yep. Good for you, man. I'm Honestly, props to you for taking care of your health. Like, that's amazing. Well, so I did John- tell the doctor it was the first time I've been to one since my uh, 18-year-old college entrance exam physical. <laughs> so, <laughs> that going You want to give me. him some more props, Aaron? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I, God, I'm, I might have to go, I might have to go try that. I'm actually sleeping great. Like I, but I am sleeping in a lot. Like I try to get nine to 10 hours now. So maybe nine I am to 10 having, hours. Good we, for you. Si- we had, we had a side text chain about it. You, you really, are you in bed nine to 10 hours or do you feel like you're asleep nine to 10 hours? I go to bed really late and I sleep in really late. Like I'm at the point now where I'm waking up on the weekends, like every day, 10 o'clock. What? Like that's my that's my it's weekend. Summer of Rob. It's yeah, it's wow. it is. Well, the kids the kids sleep till one. I mean, and then <laughs> Jenny goes to sleep at night at like eight thirty. So like almost everybody's sleeping around the house. But I did take a nap today for two hours on Father's Day, so I don't know. But it was that nap where you start at five p.m. 
So you're like, oh, hold dangerous. On. Is, that, is that a nap yeah. or is yeah. that a, you went and had too many mimosas and drag brunch and you had a nap after that? There's a difference. No, right? it was a, it was definitely not a, oh, I have to get away from my family. Let's go sit in the bedroom type nap. <laughs> oh. And then I eventually fall asleep. So uh, rolling going, Rosie, how's it going with you? Man, it's going great. I listen, guys, I, I think you're aware I've had a super fucking rock and roll week. So um, I got to give number one, I got to give a shout to to Anna and Wallace because I got I got invited to do some very cool stuff all week. And I went to those things. I had another thing that we were supposed to do together. I had to go by myself. Would any of this include the podcast that we scheduled for Friday? With yeah, I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. Oh. I got to give a shout to you guys because you were kind to reschedule the podcast we were supposed so uh take take the take the listeners behind the curtain a little bit we are, we are recording on Sunday night because we were supposed to record on Friday night and I asked for a reschedule so I got to like thank you guys for rescheduling for me so I don't know do you want to start with Friday night or do you want me to run down my week what do you want to do let's run, say, start start from start from let's go chronologically yeah chronologically tuesday night as you guys know i have been loving the oakland a's since 2010 when we moved here now i'm not like i've come to realize over the last couple of weeks like the people who i know who grew up here who say like i used to have my childhood birthday parties at the coliseum like those people are really going through some stuff but i love the a's and the a's recently announced they're moving to las vegas so tuesday night was the reverse boycott so of course I was there for the reverse boycott, which was actually just a really special night. Like the, the vibes were positive. The A's beat uh, the Rays, who are the best team in the American League. They beat them two to one. It was just like a cool, fun night. I had decent tickets. I was there with some guys who grew up here. So I heard a lot about their childhood experiences at the Coliseum. Go ahead, Matt. So the, the reverse, what, what was it called? Reverse the what? The reverse boycott. Reverse boycott thing, right? Okay. so. Was the point of the reverse boycott to show ownership, like, look, we can sell this place out? Or was it to bring back nostalgia for the people that grew up in Oakland and are part of the A's? Because all I see is that the ownership is just like, hell yeah, we're moving and they're bringing us, you know, like 40,000 people and buying all this stuff. Like, this is like win-win for us. So I'm trying to figure out. This is like dumping somebody and they come over and do your laundry. Yeah. No, it was because like, no, actually, what's funny is the A's donated. Hey, Rob, the, that got a little that got a little personal. This first few days <laughs> in the new place hasn't gone very well, but I'm hoping the laundry service continues. So yeah. you can edit that out. Uh, excuse me, that's not how I fold my shirts. The A's ended up donating the gate receipts from that game to the food bank, which turned great because, okay. like, turned yeah. out great. No, the the point of it was let's show because this this was in the planning from about six weeks ago. The idea was pick a random Tuesday night in June against an opponent that like typically you wouldn't care about. It turns out the Rays are actually really good this year and say like, hey, look, we can still fill this place, even though it's not the Yankees, the Red Sox on a Friday night or whatever. So like we're going to show them like it's not about the fans not wanting to be here. It's because you have done nothing to show you want to be here. You've torn down the roster five five times, even in my tenure as an A's fan. I mean, I've seen four different roster terms of playoff teams. So Rosie, Tuesday night was amazing. Hey, is, is Brad Pitt still the GM? I, I, yeah, <laughs> I didn't see him there. I mean, okay. <laughs> Jonas Hill still crunching numbers back there. I mean, they must be. I haven't heard otherwise. So that was Tuesday night. Tuesday night was, was incredible. And then 
on Tuesday, as I'm on my way to the game, my, my friend texts me and he was like, hey, what are you doing Friday night? And I was like, well, I'm doing my podcast. And he's like, well, I have A's tickets. And I was like, well, I'm on now, my way to the A's right now. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm doing Rob's did podcast. Really, did you really say that you were doing the podcast? Yeah, hell yeah, did I you? did. I told him. I was like, no, I can't. I've got to. Did he ask got, you follow-up questions about the podcast? Yeah. Did he know what you were talking about? Well, he's a friend of mine. He knows about the podcast. He's never listened, so, but he's a yeah, friend. Okay. That's what I was <laughs> Did you ever, so, has he ever asked for the name of it? No. 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 Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Humiliating. And John, let's get ready. You're going to see this, John. You, you try. You try to t- tell us, talk to somebody about the podcast, and you're going to see why we don't do it anymore. It's absolutely humiliating. We need, so, yeah. you know what we need? We need a reverse boycott of this podcast. Yes. Everybody yes. who's yes. been boycotting this podcast, we need, just come out. Okay. Show the ownership <laughs> that, yeah, you will listen. Show them. We will, we will donate. We will donate everything we make from this podcast to the food bank as well. We will yes, donate all you. the money. Yes. Thank you. God, but man, so, so then he's telling me like, Hey, you should come on Friday. I've got, I've got good seats. Okay. You know, but in the meantime, I'm also on Wednesday night, I have tickets to go to SF jazz to see, and I wouldn't have like, I got to give Russell credit for this. I would not have bought this ticket if Russell hadn't done a list about the greatest women drummers. So Cindy Blackman, if you guys yeah. remember, was on Russell's list, was yeah. playing here at SF Jazz. And it was Cindy Blackman. She was playing with John Modeski on the organ, Vernon Reed from Living Color on guitar. Oh, uh, I love that show. Yep. In Living Color. <laughs> yep. Be what uh, you want to be. In Living Color. And J-Lo was a fly girl. It's a full circle. Right? Jaco Pastorius' kid was playing uh, bass. I cannot oh, remember his name now, unfortunately. And then it also was saying... His name was Algo Jr. Just like the, Algo Jr. Pastorius. <laughs> and then every every flyer said, and special guest, and very special guest. So you guys know Cindy Blackman's married to Santana. So it's like Carlos Santana mm-hmm. showed up for sure. We do know that, Aaron. We yeah. do know right? that. So I was like, Santana's so how many, show up for sure. How many innings did Johan pitch? Was it like... So I, <laughs> I my stories confused? Are my stories went, confused? Man, he always went seven and a third minimum, right? Like he was like seven Carlos, and a third to eight and a third every time. Okay. Like by the one way, earned run. If you were here for the re- if you were here for the reverse boycott and you don't understand why a Johan Santana joke was funny there, <laughs> you're actually not part of our member our core audience that we're going for. We're going for Minnesota males age forty to forty two. <laughs> Maybe that's part of the problem. We got one here on the, as a guest host. That's exactly so, it. So I had tickets for Wednesday night. My wife was supposed to go with me. It was going to be our first date in I don't even know how long. With like we had a, I had the babysitter lined up. Like I got the our neighbor to babysit, and then my son got sick, so I had to go to the show by myself. But Carlos Santana did show up and play two tunes with Cindy Blackman's band. It wow. fucking rocked. It was amazing. I was in a small auditorium. Like they played great. Santana was incredible. Were so you was in the Wednesday. Back Where's Rob Thomas? Where's Rob Thomas? <laughs> oh Listen, yeah. I was in row K. I was in row K. And like row A is on the floor, man. I was like in it. It was amazing. Well, how would you like? I went to a jazz fest that night and the special guest was Rob Thomas. It was a real bummer. I feel like I got the short end of the stick. <laughs> so this was your first concert back here and you were saying. First concert in, I mean, since before the pandemic. Yeah. So it treated you well. It was great, man. Like, I think people should go hear live music. I feel like that's a good thing. I did. So, I, like, I bought her vinyl LP at the concert. It was great. Uh, you guys want me to keep going, or should we should we go to somebody else? Special episode. You didn't, you didn't even get going. to the. You Aaron, didn't get to Friday. Friday night, Aaron, man. Yeah. So Thursday night. Thursday Aaron, night. I mean, night. honestly, the question, the answer is, let's go to somebody else. But yeah, let's finish your story. Yeah. Like, let's hear this. <laughs> Thursday night, regular night. Friday night. I, I go to the A's game and my buddy owns a bar 
And the tickets were from a liquor distributor. And oh, that means they're good. The yeah. Front row, the front row behind home plate, like wow. sitting as close as you could at a high school game. And so we drive in and we like we drive down and we go to this parking lot. We're like, you know, my, my buddy's like, well, I got the parking pass. And they're like, no, no, no. You got to go to the next gate. So we drive in. We're in the VIP parking lot. But you got to understand, this is the Oakland Coliseum now. So the owner, definitely not going to show up. We drive into the VIP lot. You have to turn your car off, open the trunk. A cop comes and does a metal detector all around the car. Then you get to go in and park. We park in this lot where there's, I don't know, 12 spots open. And then there were also four spots that were reserved for the owner, but they were reserved using cones that said owner, like yellow cones that said owner in green letters. But one of these cones said owner, but the E was missing. (laughs) And then like we go in through the VIP entrance. So you go in and like, it was the Phillies in town. So you go in, you walk right past, like you have to walk in, you get a wristband, you go in this entrance, like we, we walk right past the Phillies visiting locker room. So I saw Kristen Pache, like getting dressed for the game. We go down the steps. A guy is coming up. You in saw a Phillies, in the locker room? Like, yes, you could see into the locker room. I did not see any dongs, but I looked for you, Rob. <laughs> you saw a guy coming up the steps, carrying a tray of something. He's wearing in Phillies like full Phillies uniform. It turns out he's the Phillies starting third baseman at Edmund Sosa. Like walk right by us. Then we go in, we go sit down. It was unlimited drinks, unlimited food all nice. night long. I had a, I had a pulled pork sandwich with uh, pineapple slaw. I had uh, <laughs> Korean beef tacos with kimchi on them. They had old fashions, Modelo's. I drank like it was incredible. You know, I had such you know who, a good night. Who, who got that money, right? I didn't pay for any of it. I mean, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know who got that money? John Fisher got that money. That A's owner got that money. Yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, good. Another two cones I can buy for my parking spot. <laughs> so Friday night, it was incredible. So I got to thank you guys for being flexible with the timing because I did. I got to sit as close as you could to an, to an MLB game. Well, Rosie, got to I, see. Go ahead, John. My question for you, did you get to catch up with your good buddy, Kurt Schilling, and just solve all the world's problems <laughs> together? Because I know you guys, you guys are like two peas in a pod. Tight like this. <laughs> I would mm-hmm. love to talk with him, right? Like, so strange. I didn't, he and I didn't, like, he wasn't get, there? To get together. Oh, weird. No, he wasn't Dang. there. I've got but a I got great one idea. More, I got, I got one game. more little bonus Hold then. On. Saturday, one, go ahead, man. One more thing. One, real yeah. quick, real quick, Rosie. When I hear these situations, there's a few people you have in your life where you're like, oh, this person was in this situation. This is what he would have done. And I have John from Edina is one of those people, like, right? Where you, you, something happens, something pops up, and you say, oh, John from Edina, he would have done that. I have to think, and I, I was hoping that you were going to go with the story, but with the cones, did you guys attempt to steal one of the owner's cones? <gasps> and throw We talked it about it. We talked about it. Um, did you? Because John from Edina definitely would have tried to we steal one of the those cones. To do it. We didn't have the guts to do it. We took a photo of two of the guys flipping the cones off. That's as far as we got. We didn't have the guts to go to, back like. John from Edina, that, that's like in his DNA that they would have been taken. There, there would have yeah, been yeah, no question been no about chumps. it, right, John? We talked about it right away when we parked. We were like, we got to get those in our truck. go drive back past that watermelon on the road by the airport, all the way to the Coliseum, and get those fucking cones and put them <laughs> in the truck. Right? Yeah. They're yours. Do it. We messed up. Yeah, we should have did it. But that's the problem, John, now with up. having kids, isn't it? Because your kids will do something like steal a cone from somewhere, and you have to be like... 
this is very bad. You shouldn't be doing this. Okay, and then you have yeah. to be like, don't, yeah. don't hear about me growing up. I was actually much worse. Like, like I have yes. one kid who's like, the room is just full of like soda cans. And I'm like, I get it. I 100% get it. <laughs> so what, yeah, what can you do? It's a pain in the ass to throw them away. I totally get it. It makes sense. <laughs> that is, that's, that, that's a great call, Matt. We totally should have. We, we talked about it. We didn't do it, but we did. It was crazy. We got to talk, like we talked to a player during the game. Like there was a, awesome. a replay yeah. and we talked to Seth Brown about how he had gotten picked off in the first inning. We're like, what'd you say to the pitcher after you got picked off? He's like, I told him I wasn't going anywhere anyway. Like it was incredible. Um, and then one quick bonus yesterday was my wife's, uh, company's family event concert at Oracle park. So I saw chance, the rapper and Dua Lipa Jesus. yesterday. So I had like, and now I'm oh, talking wow. to you guys, like what what the hell? It's Aaron's, Aaron's privilege corner of the week here. It's right? incredible. It's I just like, I'm so lucky. baseball games, free concerts. And I'm now I'm talking to you guys. So that's it. It couldn't be any better. So I'll be like, I just imagine how much work Aaron's getting done. Like imagine how much he's getting done at work. <laughs> Just jack and shit getting done there. Hey, did you wear your did you wear your Marlins gear um, in honor of uh, Lawrence Levy, or did no. you straight up? Because you had some no, pretty I, sweet seats, right? I and mean, you were right behind home plate. Right behind. No, I was wearing the green T-shirt that said "Sell" on the front. But then I I went back and looked at the broadcast. And I didn't see if I was on there or not. I don't know if I made it, but I was wearing the, the full "Sell" T-shirt. But anyway, I've taken up way too much of you guys' time. How's it rolling going with Russell? Rolling going. Things are going good. <laughs> Clearly, I'm not like I'm just looking around, making sure no one's around. Yeah, you wouldn't want somebody to come and yell at you. For Somebody's looking in that window night. back there. Look out! Well, I have two. I have two different things. First, I wanted to share some of you guys. Um, I did move this week in a new place, and there was one or two things that came up. But I'm going to share. Uh, so this is you're in the you're in the new place tonight. I'm in the new place tonight. I'm in the new okay. downstairs podcast studio mm -hmm. where there's technically two floors from where the co-tenant. It's probably asking. Can I just like say this? Your basement nice looks so much like Matt's basement. This is weird now. <laughs> it's bizarre. Like Aaron and I kind of have a similar area, and now you two kind of have a similar area. It's wild. John's so out in the garage. I mean, so Rosie's <laughs> favorite camping spot. I love oh it. Oh my God. <laughs> I appreciate you, John. <laughs> So I was going to say the move went very well, but I was going to share four things that happened with me with this week that kind of uh, rubbed me the wrong way. And the first one had to do with nice. moving. The, the, the first one is the moving went really well until we got stuck on getting cable and Internet hooked up through Xfinity. Dealing no. with fucking cable fucking companies Xfinity. and the internet Cut companies it. is Cut the it. worst. Get rid of it. Yeah, Xfinity is the it, worst. I was on the phone for like five to six hours. We had to go no. back to the Xfinity store and back. We we had no disagreements between the co-tenant and I about anything really the whole move. And we were doing good until there were numerous people screaming at people on the Xfinity line. <laughs> what what has your guys experience been with these type of service providers? She's, she's like, she's like, I don't know why we need this high speed internet. What are you talking about? <laughs> streaming HD 3D content. None of this makes any sense to me. <laughs> Why do you need to be ultra realistic and high definition and have good audio <laughs> fidelity? Why would you need that? I don't know. Do you guys ever have to deal with that type of thing? How, how do you get through it without losing your mind? Can I just say this? The answer is Russell. I let my wife take care of everything. Our air conditioner broke. Our dishwasher broke all at the same time. Now, those are two things that Jenny loves. Jenny loves air conditioning and she loves doing the dishes. So for her to not be able to do those things, big bummer. But... The dishwasher guy came over and he goes, oh, is this, do you need to have this fixed? And I said, yes, my wife loves to do the dishes. We need to have this fixed right away. 
you it it is I think it's bonding as a couple to be mad at some other dumb shit because you normally you'd just be mad at the cable company all by yourself, right? But now you get to have something to talk about, Russell. I mean, to have for a married couple to have something to talk about for one night, love it. Oh, do we want to talk about work? No. Do we want to talk about the kid? No. Do we want to talk about the 18 baseball games I've been to this week? No. We're going to talk about how much we hate the Xfinity cable people. It's a godsend. United front. Although, Rob, you probably got to, you got to, you got to pre-rinse that shit on your dishwasher. That's probably what broke. You're just putting the dishes straight in without rinsing it. I'm going to text her a link to this episode with that timestamp. This guy listens to every word. Remember, Why? nine straight days, guys. Nine straight days. Nine straight, nine straight days. days. Kind of crazy. I can't it's, believe it. Be legal to do to POWs. What's that, <laughs> oh, Russ? No. What happens if you have a different approach than your co-tended with dealing with this? Like, I'm someone who's like, we have to oh. get this done. It needs oh. to be done today. We can't let this ruin another right. day. Right. And like this co-tenant of mine at one point is like, hey, we need to go get something to eat. Like, we've been trying to do this forever. We need well, to get it. I'm like, I'm like, mm-hmm. no. I'm like, no, we need to get yeah. this shit done now. Like, no, we are not letting this drag Russell, anymore. Russell, as talking to a number of people who have been married for quite some time, I think the yeah. answer is you could. Now, here's, I think you have two options, right? You could work together, come to a compromise, and try a combination of your methods and see which would work best. Or you could just instantly stop caring, let your wife <laughs> solve everything. And you feel like you're never doing anything important for the rest of your life. Yeah, I mean, I think those are the two options. You feel like life is just a repeating wheel of mediocrity where you've actually lost all control. So I would recommend going with that option. That's what I've gone with. Oh, jeez. Rob's right. How do you handle these situations? One, Xfinity is the devil. Just get rid of Xfinity and get anything else besides Xfinity uh, in the first place. Don't they got US internet at your place there? The fiber stuff? I cannot do this. (laughs) <laughs> that is the best. Wait, where, where best exactly are you, or where, where are we talking about exactly? Yeah, where, where are you would, located, where, Russell? Yeah, if you gave us Russell's an address, place. what would that address be? Or like, what's near there? <laughs> Wait, what? I got a message from Magic Mike. He was wondering yeah. where you're living, I'll though. Pass. <laughs> I'll pass. Wait, I was trying to do a, a like a, oh, a map quest. The map, the map thing? Yeah. yeah. I was trying to, yeah. Anyway. If it's, if it's going to get Magic Mike anywhere near my house, I'm out on the map. <laughs> oh. like, I'm with Rob now. That bit sucks. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing, so, other than, ex- oh, go ahead, Matt. I was going to say, so one, just you can start out by just not getting Xfinity because everybody and their grandma has a story about how bad Xfinity is and the exact situation that you're in right there. So just get rid of them to begin with. But two, I mean, I would have absolutely sent my co-tenant out the door. You go out, you go have some drinks, you go eat. Let me just handle this. Because two people trying to handle that, it's been my experience. It's not, it's just me. It's not my wife or anything. I cannot have like multiple things coming at me, you know, or or trying to figure out or, you know, different opinions. Like I just need to handle it myself. So I would never be able to have a co-tenant trying to handle that with me personally. Mm. Very wise, wise words. So other than Xfinity, there was a few other things that kind of got on my nerves this week. The second one is when you move into a new place, you expect like, oh, it's going to be great. Everything's going to be the way you want it. So we get here. And one of the keys, one of the keys is to this new, this new spot I'm living is it's right along the river, right in Minneapolis. Really cool spot right by the river walks. Mm. You can look out, um, you know, bikers, runners, you can walk. Two minutes to get to the river. Is that kind of by Harriet Island there where you can see De La Salle High School right across? 
I'm just doing it. You guys want me to? I'll do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I might be yes. Nicklin Island man. Nicklin Island, Nicklin Island, yeah. Now, Russell, can I ask you? Park a little bit there. Yeah, yeah Hennepin and First Avenue Cross right there. I mean, you got the yeah. White Castle. White Castle. Yeah, the old Ray Ray Wells Wells on 394. Yes. You take that, I know that White exit to get right past <laughs> yeah. the Twin Stadium there, Matt. Magic yeah. Mike is writing this down and getting finding his nicest sack that he has. But so one of the key, one of the best, the biggest pluses for this house is this great deck that overlooks the 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 river. And you guys know I've had a problem with decks before when the, the door was left open in still yeah. water and we got the bugs all over. But so, right. and sometimes your here. deck can't get hard. <laughs> in the room. <laughs> what? Too- <laughs> oh. Russ was listening to that CPAP story. Like, yeah, that does sound like a big problem. Wow. You can't sleep very well. <laughs> I've got I'm bugs. impotent. <laughs> but so we, we get up there and I, the first thing I do, I look out the, the window at the river there are six Biffy toilets oh. sitting right in front of the river, like where our view is. And I'm like, these were not here before. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, I don't care what you're going to say next. Here's what you got to do. Yeah. You have to sit on your patio. And yes. when they go in, you start a stopwatch. And when they come out, you just <laughs> yell out like, oh. <laughs> you're like, that was two minutes and 30 seconds. That was awesome. 15.4. New cameras record. Are, cameras are for your yellow. Cameras are for scientific purposes only. <laughs> Russell, you got to take advantage of that. That's a dream come true. I've got a it's, house with three bathrooms. I get in trouble for pooping in any one of them at any so time. So you would take advantage of that. I would use six new toilets that are in my backyard just like you have you're living in clean heaven daily probably they're probably clean daily right yeah i mean they got to be clean fairly Russell, often after three days of going in those every time it will clear your chlamydia right up that oh, blue whoa. stuff that what? blue stuff is like magic it's like snake oil it fixes everything that blue water oh man i'm sleeping better i'm breathing better i feel cleaned out it's the blue water fumes so anyways, I think it was, there was a festival down here in this area off 394 in Minneapolis. And I think it was just for the festival. So I'm hoping the Biffies are going to be gone, but I thought you guys would get a kick out of, Hey, That's I get hilarious. here. I think I've got the greatest view of the city and it's the Biffies. I take back my Love statement. It. There's nothing worse than a porta potty at the end of the festival. That is fucking gross. Oh yeah. <laughs> at the end of the festival. That's I went, good. I, we went to it. Jenny has to go to the bathroom. I, every two minutes, like, I don't think that's an exaggeration. It's all the time. It's And in New York, there's no place worse where you have to go to the bathroom constantly. She once had to go to the bathroom. I'll never forget it. We were at a barbecue tasting. It was a barbecue contest, an outdoor barbecue contest. There was one Biffy. And they had been cooking and serving barbecue all day. And I was no, like, no, I was like, no. you're going to go in there? I was like, what's the best case scenario? You survive? Like, I can't imagine. I think there are some people that have like a willful, like ignorance of what that's going to look like. They, they're they kind of like this blissful. They're kind of in the clouds and they're like, oh, it won't be that bad. And they, they just have the, they have, they don't even realize how bad it's going to be. Right. Speaking of looking, can I ask you guys a question? Can I have you judge me real quick? Yeah. Uh, Do we have a no. theme song for, am I a perv or not? Let's see. Am I? <laughs> no, we don't. Do you think, do you guys <laughs> no, look, can I just yet. ask you this? And let's be honest. Okay. Let's all establish this is a circle of truth. This is a safe place. If you want me to edit it out, I'll edit this out. Do you guys look into the Biffy Slurpee when you go in? Like, do you look down at the liquid that's there? Like, do you see what's down there? Like, do you take oh, a peek? Yeah, of course. Yeah, 100%. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I will walk out 
if it is does not meet my standards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's in the fluid? It has to meet your standards? What do you expect to be in there? If it's a mountain, I'm gone. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. check the next one. You need, you need the blue, you need the blue water the above water. anything? If it's a lake. Oh. Perfect. Oh my that's god! That's above the high water mark. You're out of there because because yeah, you gotta like, you gotta make sure there's no splash issues. Like, but it also kind of gets you excited yeah. for what's gonna happen, right? You look down, you're like, it's not just me. Everybody, I'm we're all in sorry, this together. What? You know what I mean? It's like a slice of humanity. You're like, yep, we're all we're all doing the same thing. I don't know. We're all here. We're all here at this dairy and truly festival. Can I tell you my best porta potty story? Uh, yes. And okay. see if it, it hits. Um, <laughs> So I've been skiing in the American Birkebiner every is this, year. Would this be John's porta potty advice corner? It could be. Is there such a thing? <laughs> You've been doing the Birkebiner now. Rusty does the Birkebiner. John's uh, porta potty. Yeah. <laughs> so similar to a festival, it's it's like a marathon on skis, right? So they've got oh. the town of porta potties lined up. There's yeah. probably 100 porta potties. Well. In, in prep for these things, oftentimes you eat differently, right? And I did yeah. a lot of stuff. And before the mm-hmm. race, of course, I had to go to Nerves. the bathroom. Yeah, I can't, yeah. can't, I can't go do this race without going to the bathroom. So and I you had beans, but you just drank the bean juice. You didn't but, eat the beans, you drank the juice that came oh, out. Oh, it was, um, <laughs> it was worse than the beans. <laughs> so I go, I go into my stall, and I don't want to put my cheeks on there, because it was cold, and it's just gross. <laughs> and so... You're hovering over I'm hovering. Wow. I'm hovering, but my aim was off, and I had projectile diarrhea all over the backside Mm -hmm. of the toilet and the wall. Like, it misfired bad, terrible, and it was like the most volume of shit I've ever had. And so I cleaned up myself and and just got out of there. There's a line, and there's there's a lady in that line, and I said, wasn't me. I kept walking. Later later, later on. Wait a minute. You said... now, yeah. can I ask I, you this? It, it wasn't Hold me. On. I just yes, pretend, I, up. I, just pretend I peed. I, I was there oh. when I got there. <laughs> so, do you think that Walked this song... Walked in the port potty. It wasn't me. <laughs> Open up, John. It wasn't me. Guys. Hey, Rob. We're doing a Shaggy episode next week, so you can hear any of this. Oh, that's fantastic. I cannot do a single song off Nebraska, so I will be doing a It Wasn't Me Porta Potty parody song. <laughs> what, percentage of, right now. what percentage of people have at one point lied about it, them, it not being them coming out of a porta potty? 99%. Over 50%? Yeah. 99. Oh, yeah, 99. Yeah. Yeah. There's like one person out of 100 who's <laughs> ever been able to be totally truthful about that. Well, the, the best part was, was the accident happened, right? It was terrible, but it was anonymous. And I was like, I got away with it. Well, later on, I'm talking to my brother-in-law after the race. And he said, I went into this porta potty and it was destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> Diarrhea everywhere on the back wall. I had to just leave. And I was like, <laughs> did you say anything? It was mine. No, I told him it was my brother-in-law. Oh, I, was like, oh, I had to oh. share in the, like, you know, the, the conquest sure. of doing it. John. Oh. Is he looking for a podcast to listen to? Because I have a perfect one. If that's a conversation you guys are having, I got the perfect idea for what he should be listening to. <laughs> I'll send him the link. One of the other things that annoyed me this week, I, I know this is a food podcast too. I went to a Mexican restaurant with a co-tenant and we get there. And if you go to a Mexican restaurant, you got to start with like chips and guac or chips and salsa or mm-hmm. something. It's, but it's just part of the bit, right? And so we order a bunch of tacos. We order the chips and salsa to start or the chips and tacos, guac. It's like a it's order. like a sampler platter of guac and all everything. Ooh. Yes. We're sitting there, we're waiting, having our drink. 
tacos come out first. Oh, and is, is that, that the biggest outrage in the history of food Wait, service no for the good. tacos yeah. to come out before the chips and the guac? So Russ, removed, they, Russ removed $1 bill from the tip. Uh-uh. Did, they, <laughs> did they bring the chips and guac eventually or no? They brought it like right afterwards. So instead of like having your stuff coursed out, we just had all this food in front. Like you didn't. But what are you supposed to do? You, you can't just let your tacos sit there, can you, Aaron? You got to you got to eat them. What do you do? Yeah, you got yeah, to eat the tacos while they're hot. I mean, you get yeah, they're going to fall apart if they sit too long. I it's the order of getting meals. You don't realize how important it is until it gets screwed up, and you're like, like just imagine eating an onion ring dessert. It doesn't mm. make any sense. Your head cannot that compute. Delicious. That sounds really good. <laughs> onion ring ice cream. I'm in. You guys are losers. It does not compute. <laughs> and my kids are finding this out because now, you know, they go out on their own or they go out with us and we they just have more leeway in ordering because they're not ordering off a kid's menu. So my oldest the other day ordered a burger and then she goes, and I'll have mashed potatoes. Full the move. Burger okay. came out with mashed potatoes on the side. And she goes, what the fuck? She was like, I wanted mashed potatoes as an appetizer and a burger and fries. I was like, mashed potatoes is an appetizer. That blows my mind. That's a real teenage thing. I was like, like, can you imagine now like eating mashed potatoes and being like, yes, I will also have a burger and fries. Like, and I turned to my wife and I was like, lie down and cry. I turned to Jenny. I was like, can you believe that she wanted mashed potatoes and appetizer? And Jenny's like, well, she should get what she wants. I was like, oh my God, I'm living in like a fantasy (laughs) world where just everybody's, and then Jamie was like, we should just have drumsticks for buffalo wings. You should be able to order just drumsticks. And I was like, now, wait a minute. Actually, you mashed got- potatoes as appetizer and just drumstick chicken wings. This sounds like the perfect restaurant. You got to go just flats. Yeah, Russell, so did you, because I would, yeah, I would say just uh, get another margarita and enjoy your chips after your tacos. What'd you do? We, we did. We tried to eat the tacos first, but it was interesting because they came out and the one bartender realized that was a fuck up. That's not the way you do things and kind of said, oh, this should have came out. Sorry about that or whatever. And he was like, by the way, I make a great espresso martini if you want to try it. Yeah. The guy just stared at us like like a, a, an idiot for a minute being like, oh, I, I screwed up. And he goes, we'll take those off. We won't even make you pay. For, like, I don't care about that. It's fine. But did they t- did they take it off the bill, though? No. 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 <laughs> and then he was like, I have to rush off my other job working at Xfinity Cable. It's just this other guy. <laughs> and later this weekend, that, I'm installing more biffies around town. Like this guy just. The final thing that annoyed the shit out of me this week is I went to a Twins game last week and or a few days ago with my uh, sister, sister in law, nieces and nephews, brother in law. About twelve of us go to the game with a bunch of kids. A uh, little, probably about Matt's age, Matt's kids' age. And John, how old are your kids? Eight, thirteen, and fifteen. Wow, you went up. You went you ascending got a kid order. Fifteen years old. Wow. I reverse order. Yeah. I don't know you why. Went reverse order. That blows my mind that you did that with the ages. Because he's from Wisconsin, guys. You had a kid Eight, 15 years ago. 13 and wow. 15. You don't lead with a 15-year-old. I should have. No, but I get it. I had an eight-year-old. I know why you Is that one of the that. least favorite? No. No order of favorites because you're all the favorites, right? No, it was, uh, I think I anchored to Matt's kid's age and I started there and expanded up. Oh, that is a, guy. that is a psychotic way to think about your kids' ages is to bear it out to people on the podcast. <laughs> so I'm at the Twins game with, with some younger kids ages, let's say four to nine, like four of them, four to nine. So a little bit younger. And one of the bits the Twins do at the Twins game, this is a music bit, is they'll play a song and they'll put the lyrics up there so everyone can sing along. Super fun bit. Kids like that, especially, you know, if they, oh, they don't know the words of the songs mm-hmm. or whatever. They're kind of in that world of like, hey, I'm reading now and I can you know, sing along and everything. They're like, dad, dad, and this is my favorite Toby Keith song. It's about the boot up your ass. 
I almost think this is worse. They played the song Mr. Brightside, which is a great song, but if you listen to the lyrics, mm-hmm. it's a horrible song yeah. to play. Like, put the lyrics up there. Like, yeah. you know, and now she's sucking his. And she's calling a cab. It's He it's takes off her breast now. Let me go. Pull it up, Rob. This could not be a play at the Twins game for kids to sing along, can it? And the kids were singing along. She takes off her dress and I February of last year. Confidential dress, dress now. now. Like they do a bit where it's like makes you think that they're having sex and then it switches to something else. It was Shane only a kiss. It was only a kiss. Nah. It seems like a flaw in the twins. It doesn't mean we need to like not support them with public funding like Aaron and his community doesn't want right. to do. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, I do not but they, support they public funding. A better I'm very sad they're leaving, but fuck them. Can I just say this, Russell? At some point, you go to yeah. a thing. Like today, Father's Day, I went to a drag queen thing. And our kids are with us, right? Because it's Father's Day. So we're bringing them. And this drag queen is a friend of ours. And so we're like, oh, well, maybe this is like... She said, you can bring your kids. It's going to be a good show. She opens with the bit. The microphone is cutting in and out. And she goes, normally in and out is really good for me because I like it in the ass. And I was like, oh. Oh, jeez. Oh, so I was like, oh. you just have to look at the kids. And then there's like other kids at the table. You just have to look at Spiral and be like, yeah, well, I guess we're coming to a drag brunch for uh, Father's Day. This is what we we're going to get. So <laughs> well, your, kids, your kids have seen the Jackass movies, so they were prepared. They know. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Speaking guys. Speaking of. This Speaking is the one where they take a shit in a toilet and it's, it's <laughs> in a store. It's right outside Russell's house. I mean, just imagine Russell, you're going to look out your window being like, what a nice day. You're just going to see somebody coming out who has just taken a massive dump. And all I can think about is, is John for me dying and what he did just did to that bathroom. <laughs> Well, Come I'm going to save my, my I'm gonna, we're going to continue the DVD tournament next week when we've got a little more time. I'm going to get to Matt. He's always prepared. So Matt rolling going, how's it going with you? Uh, good. I'll keep it short and sweet this week. Uh, Brian from Woodbury, congratulations. State yeah. champ. Congratulations. Hey, Brian, that's well big. done. Well deserved. Yes, that's, right. That's, Congrats. Well deserved. You win the state yeah, champ. I'm sure there's no parents that can complain now, right? I mean, you just never, parents can't complain anymore. You got a won free a card. Title. Look, won a state title, bitch. Get out of my face, right? So, <laughs> and I can't believe that, uh, I can't believe that all five of those students just came up from the Dominican Republic this semester. Like, that's so <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. That's are you program. are you you're 18 years old? See, <laughs> see. <laughs> you're so 18. That one, and that one left-handed hitter from Turks and Caicos. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's like when I taught at War Road, and I was like, "Here's the weird thing: this kid from Canada is such a good goalie, and his dad just took a job at our school." <gasps> Isn't that crazy? He's good at installing Anderson windows. <laughs> Don't say Anderson windows, Russell. That's sacrilege. It's Marvin, of course. Marvin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Marvin Arena. I heard Marvin, one of those yeah. kids to clean my bathroom one time. I'll tell you that story off air. Whoa. <laughs> Something I realize now as a teacher is not ethical. Well, it's a different time back then. And I, and I came out and I said it wasn't me. So that's how they knew it wasn't me. <laughs> I uh, I did see a, a live show as well this week. I went awesome. uh, wow. um, at You're the Armory, touring? which is about, uh, I think it's about like 8th and 5th <laughs> downtown, you know, right across from close to Portland, a couple blocks away from you know, Nobody likes it. Close to Portland. Oh, Portland's that one way, but it's right, like one way. Yeah, is it one way or two way? No, no, no. Portland's one yeah. one way. Frank is out the other. Yeah, Frank yeah. in, yeah. park out. I just had yeah. a realization. You guys don't do that bit because you like it. You do it because it bugs me. 
No, we're out. We would never. No, I never put that together. Wait, it's a bit. No, 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 no. Yeah. I thought I was just describing where people are at a certain This is educational yeah. podcast. Yeah, on on Father's Day, too. So I saw Modest Mouse open up for Weezer. And oh, they did play right. Float On. Oh, they played it this time, huh? They did play it, yeah. They played it. Uh, Weezer, again, I've said it numerous times. If you're a band from the 1900s and you're still selling out <laughs> oh, no. wherever you're at, you, you're very good at your job. And Weezer absolutely killed it. They're a bunch of nerdy rockers who are awesome at their job. So they did really well. Anytime you get a chance to see a Weezer show, I would highly recommend. How much of the Blue Album did they play? Uh, At least half. Oh, love it. Well, well over half. They played a lot. I almost went with the summer song with the the Surf Wax USA. That was. Oh my God. That is such a good, John. Right. I was in a band growing up that used to play that song. I got to dig oh, up a tape. It up. I don't know. Hey, and it has it, it has quick. a round, guys. We could do a round. Oh my yes. God. Remember how to do a round? I mean, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. It's kind of like Boondocks, but in a round. There. Man, you were going way back. That's like episode <laughs> two. It really has. No, He's to him, that was only work. four months ago, though. That's the thing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yeah. So they, they, had, they had like a big screen behind them. It was just awesome. So wait, that's uh, a good song. Let's get oh, to the round. Is, let's get to the round. This is right up the alley of a. That's got to be a, some sort of American it, Pie movie, going right? Same era. You take your card away. Now I can never go home. It's so nice. Ramp it up. And so they have they had a huge. It was animated. Behind, it was great. What's the, the garage song off that album? Phenomenal. Yeah, oh, in my garage. Yeah. I feel so, saw that. Um, I realized that my the thing that I, I hate the most lately, I just can't stand it anymore, is Kids. the Minnesota Goodbye. Oh. Does anybody know what the Minnesota Goodbye is? Yeah, well, you're the, stealing the it. It's a Midwest goodbye. goodbye. Yeah, it's a Wisconsin It's a Midwest Goodbye. goodbye. Yeah. You know, we say, okay, well, we're going to get out of here. And, oh, yeah, it looks like it might rain tonight. So, you know, like we better make sure the deck furniture is put away and oh we got some new deck for you know just goes on forever so that's i i got to figure out how to get rid of it so in that vein i'm just gonna end my uh rolling going and say rob rolling going how's it going with you weezer by the way 294 on the list as Ooh, a yes. oh, that's gonna happen in the next decade after two after van halen by van halen Ooh. yeah oh that's gonna be a fun week wow yep that's gonna be when are we gonna do that like in uh two two years 2026 maybe yeah <sighs> Great. That's going to be awesome. John's like, so John, is it kind of sick when you have to wait like for a week and maybe I forgot to release it once Tuesday hey, Rob, on a Wednesday? Hey Rob, instead? on Tuesday, I almost fucking road drove off the road because that's my commute <laughs> and it didn't come out. And I looked at my phone every 10 minutes and it started on my Spotify to tell me when the new episode comes and it wasn't coming. I'm like, maybe something's wrong with my phone. And when Wednesday hit, I'm like, God damn it. So yeah. I had to re-listen to old episodes. I mean, Ooh. Russell's got one problem, but our podcast problem is that sometimes we come a lot later than we're supposed to. Yeah, and people actually get sick of that. it. Yeah. And it's, uh, John, from now on, I'll tell you what, you want the raw, rough copy, the raw version. No, you, no, you, no, you text me and I'll send it to you. All the jokes Rob's are unbelievable. You know what? Hey, distributing hey, rough cuts. And now that, you're, now that you're on the podcast, you get the double secret. Uh, which episode did we never do? Oh, is there oh, a secret, secret episode? The one. 
Oh, the Radiohead Kid A. Yes. Oh, Radiohead no. Kid A. You get the secret, double secret Radiohead, now that you've been on the podcast. You've Russell's yep. legitimately. You get the super inappropriate <laughs> songs about Aaron and Matt. Yes. Russell's oh, legitimately upset that we good. would release that episode. He would get legitimately <laughs> I would very nice. <laughs> Rob, what's your role in going? I love, what, to, think of, I love to think of John listening to early episodes, though, and we're like bleeping out deep dicking. And now we're like, eh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's too much work. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. Nobody's listening. Rob, do you even uh, see my login name here? Yeah, oh, of course. I saw it. Norma Stitz. Right, We're here with Norma Stitz. It's a classic until your kid is named that through middle school. John, which, by the way, a warning. That's got to be changed before you sign off tonight or you're going to have problems tomorrow. Yep. <laughs> done and done. <laughs> Real quick. My kid has a play. I said it the other night. I went. I don't know what to do because this is a community theater, right? It is hot. Like you go in there, it's hot. So I have on a hot community theater. Yeah. So I'm like, listen, I know it's going to be hot. It's going to be full of people, shorts and t-shirt. I go in, but I'll tell you what, have you ever had somebody say something to you that you just know you could never come back from and because they're right and they just have burned you so bad. And you're just like, I pull up, I see a parent of a friend and the parent has their son there who's a middle school aged kid. And the son takes one look at me and turns to his mom and says, see, I told you we didn't have to dress up. (laughs) (sighs) That is a bummer. And that kid was eating a massive spoonful of scrambled eggs at that time. Just just shoveling in (laughs) huge spoonful of scrambled eggs and saying, That is a deep cut. (laughs) You you know what, Rob? I don't think there's, I think you just got to get over it. Like, I have this moment a lot. Like if you go to the, let's say you're going to a show at the Orpheum off like mm-hmm. 10th and Hennepin, Matt, you know, right up yep. off over by first, over by first Avenue. Mall. Across the, yeah. <laughs> like, Seven over there. Yeah. I'll go to things a lot. Cause I like going, trying new stuff. And I'm always worried. Like, do I have to overdress for this? Or like, maybe mm-hmm. you're going to a restaurant and you're mm-hmm. worried about being under, fuck that. Where would you want to wear? Like, <laughs> you're like, people aren't going to ask you to leave. Nobody's judging you. And if a kid's judging you on what you wear, who gives a shit? I think you should just dress the way you want, be who you are, go to the events, and who gives a shit what other people think? Uh, well, it turns out I do quite a bit because when this kid said this, it, I was devastated for the next 10 minutes. I was like, I don't even know what to say because he's not wrong. I didn't dress up. And I was like, I'm like you. I'm like, well, I'm just going to a community theater thing. Like, should I dress up? Well, hold on. It wasn't like mesh shorts, was it? Well, were there pockets? <laughs> Is there a drawstring? <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll take this all back if it was mesh. That's the style now, though, for middle schoolers. I'm sure John can back me up. It's pajama pants, right? Like, are they wearing trying to wear pajama pants to school? Yeah, my, my girls, they're all wearing pajama pants. I was like, it's I cannot. It's the Billie Eilish thing, right? Like, that's her influence, I feel. It, it must be. But I, can you imagine you have to wake up and then pick a pajama pants to wear to school? Well, you can't wear the ones you wore last night. It's got to be a new pair. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody will know. Not so sure with my kids that they Rob, did you respond to this kid or anything, or did you just let it no. let it hurt your feelings? That's the, whole, the thing is, show. I looked at the mom and I was like, "Yeah, the mom." Because what do you say if you're the kid's mom? Oh no, you don't have to dress up. Or like, no, don't say that about Rob. He's trying the best he can. Like I. I think I think she immediately says, "Well, we don't. We're not like all families. It's like it gulps, huh? I think it's. It, it, she'd probably we're say something like insulting. It was some families do things differently. It it yes. just it totally was just devastating. It's so. time for nobody's favorite part of the <sighs> It's rough to hear. The album. Oh, hey, oh, is this a music podcast? There you go. This is my favorite this part of the episode. Podcast. A lot of people's a lot of people's favorite parts. My this second favorite episode. part is the wrestling talk. <laughs> 
I just fucked. Eyes. We're going to have to figure out a way to work that in. I watched a five minute interview today with Hornswoggle on TikTok. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. A five minutes. I saw it on the Times. That's what I say now instead of TikTok. Rob, I, I saw stole- the Times a five minute interview with Hornswoggle. It was interesting. <laughs> I stole your Hulk Hogan sushi bit with some buddies of mine, and they were on the floor just going it's a crazy. Class. It's amazing. Stole the Weller. Did you guys see? Did you guys see the text I sent you where uh, uh, Bubba the Love Sponge has come out and said that after that, after Hulk Hogan was done deep dicking his wife and uh, burping and taking phone calls, yeah. he came back on and Bubba the Love Sponge gave him a new pair of Oakleys. And said, you're my this best friend, yeah. brother. That's awesome. <laughs> Here's some old cleats. You know what, though? If any of you guys came over and deep-dicked my wife, I would also give you a new pair of Oakleys and say we're best friends, brother. Sweet. Oh, yikes. Even if it was Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why me? How are you thinking about me? I don't know. You just feel like above that, like you wouldn't do that. I the rest would. of us, we might. I'd get me aviators. He doesn't, if he put on Oakleys, people would instantly think he's like a proud boy. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> Rob, what are your yeah, three sentences? I, can't I want to hear your three sentences so we can get to why. I, I want to figure out why John wants to be on this. Like, this what is his history? But let's hear your this sentences. This album jumped all the way from 452 to in the first list to 149 on the current Rolling Stone best album of all time list. Uh, and basically this whole album just shows you John Prine. I, I think we can agree. One of the all-time great songwriters. Like, I was not super familiar with John Prine. I knew more of his stuff off that um, uh, uh, May the Circle Be Unbroken box set and the Johnny Cash. as The Johnny Cash box set is really what he's on. Um, but he, I mean, his songs. Yeah, Johnny Cash recorded a bunch of his songs. Yeah. He's a great songwriter, right? The writing is just unbelievable. Prine grows up in Chicago, right? He, you think of him as like this country Americana guy. He grows up in Chicago he play, starts playing guitar at 14. He goes to a school called the Old Town School of Folk Music. John Prine went to a school for folk music. That is incredible, shocking. And basically, he would play around these clubs in Chicago. He's also a mailman at the time. And Roger Ebert gave him a good review. So Chris Christopherson decided to come in and see him mm. uh, and says, basically, you're great. You should come play with me. The record company sees him playing with Chris Christopherson in New York City in the West Village. And says, hey, you got to come do an album. So he goes and records an album in Memphis with this Arif Martin, who's been with Aretha Franklin and uh, King Curtis before. And so wow. basically all these musicians were like, yeah, we had John Prine come in and they had just like been recording stuff with like Elvis or somebody. And now they're switching to John Prine. They're like, it was a totally different. I mean, can you imagine going from Aretha Franklin to John Prine? I mean... <laughs> It'd be, it'd the, be such I a mean, huge you, change. I mean, I didn't know that until you told me, but the, I mean, the band was super tight on this album. Yeah. And it's like a lot, a lot of the music's, you know, simple, straightforward stuff, but they play it. They play the hell out of it. Uh, John Prine was nominated for Best New Artist in 72, didn't win, and is one of the few bands who was nominated but did not win Best New Artist and later won a great Grammy Lifetime Achievement. So these are people who did not win the Best New Artist Grammy but were nominated but went on to win a Lifetime Achievement. You ready for this list? The sure. Beatles, okay, Chicago, kind of, Cream, Jefferson Airplane, uh, Antonio Carlos Hobim, uh, Led Zeppelin, uh, Linton Price, and John Prine. All those people were uh, nominated best That's new a wild list and didn't win. It is a wild list. Uh, let's list. get into. Well, yes. Yeah, let's hear from John a little bit. Like we, th- this is something we don't really like to do. Have other people on because we're worried they're going to steal our thunder, be funnier than Rob or. Or tough to do. No more music than Aaron. 
but like we were, we, John asked to be on, on John Prine. So like, what's your history with John Prine? What, what, why do you want to talk about it? Yeah. Russell, number one, you were the best question answer, uh, asker I've ever heard it's in a podcast. I love it. It's true. It's a fantastic element. And the answer to that is actually John Prine is my prince to Aaron. Right? Oh man, this is, oh, I'm so wow. excited. This so, is so great. I'm so excited. I did see him once wearing pants where you could see his butt. So that makes sense to me. John Prine. He said it was his secret smile. Pants. Yes, with the assless chef. No, it was, this is an artist that I greatly respect and love their stuff. And I never saw him live. And I lost that chance when we lost him to COVID. And after he passed away, we sat in our living room, like most Americans, and I had John Prine blaring on our Sonos and we were doing puzzles. And that just was kind of the new normal for us. So it was like a, a realization, like, I need to go see people live. Matt, you are very good at this. I failed at Weezer. I should have been there. I wasn't. I should have held to my principal. But going to see these people before you can't. Um, so that, that was my John Prine. So I was hoping in participating in this podcast, I could get a little bit of karma back from missing out on his, his live performances. You're, you're going to be able to see more concerts, too, because you're not so sleepy. Oh, that's so good. You're getting so much yeah. better sleep that you're going to be able to stay <laughs> out later. So this is good. I, I also got to ask John one other question because this is, I think Matt mentioned this. I didn't know that you were into music or that you played or like, do you have any sort of like musical background or did you like John Prine growing up or what? Do you play guitar or anything like that, John? Because I did not know that you did if you do. I am obsessed with music and I had a similar experience to Rob. I got to say an Olaf thinking, hey, I know music and I walk mm-hmm. into the kid's room he picks up his uh, Jackson guitar with his Marshall stack and he just starts ripping. And I was like, I'm worthless. And so I, 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 <laughs> it's kind of like your bass example, Rob, when the, the kid picked up your bass and started playing no. the, the, just peppers, the right? worst. Uh, so so it, would I be thought, like, ah. it would be like if somebody had your exact same dick and your wife was like, I love this. This is so good. <laughs> and you're like, it's same tools. It's just the way you're operating it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I got the same one. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I, I love music. I play guitar, mandolin, bass. Uh, after college, I played in a, a couple of bands. I had a question for you guys. So, you know, our number one band was Liars and Saints, right? Of that course. Of our, Olaf, yes. That was their second name. What was the original name? Do you remember? Jamestown. Yes. Oh, nice. Good job, Russell. I didn't Excellent. remember that. Excellent. And do you, do you remember then the, the class above we actually had a, a classmate of ours, Luke from, from Minneapolis, that drummed for them. What was the name of that band? We like cream of weed in a ball deal down. It takes one small step to bring a whole city down. Not, was not the Limestones. Band. No, not the Limestones. Oh. Oh. I'm talking about catnapping. You guys remember catnapping? Catnapping. catnapping. I forgot what they were called. Wow. It was Chris Coza, and then Coza Bingo. broke off. And, yeah. What a great band name. I forgot they were catnapping. Yes. Those are kind of like so one did you ever play... John, did yeah, you ever true. play with anyone in college or no? You know, I, I jammed in the dorm rooms with a couple of those guys, like uh, Eric from California, who's part of Catnapping, and uh, Anton from, or, excuse me, from uh, Liars and Saints, and yeah. Anton from Liars and Saints. We, we would jam, but I mean, they were just humoring me, right? I mean, the talent sure. of those guys and guys like Aaron, it, it, you, can't, you can't compete. I'll so, never forget, I was at a party once with John. And he was playing U2 on a guitar. And I didn't play guitar at the time. But he was playing U2 on a guitar. And all these women were looking at him. And I was like, God damn. I got to start. I was like, damn. Honestly, I was like, I've seen this John guy do some stuff. I know I could learn to play guitar. I know what this is possible. And actually, it was something I thought of when I I learned how to play guitar. I was like, I got it. I could be sitting at a party with people looking at me. 
Rob, did he then take that guitar and waffle it over one of his friend's head like the honky tonk man over a magic penny? He was, yeah, he I, he stood up and he, he, first of all, he made the people record it on their uh, iPhones just like you two would. And then I knew something was bad because the s- song he started to play was, uh, and when somebody starts playing this thing guitar at a party, you know, you're about to get the shake rattle roll for sure. There you go, John. So John, I want to double back. Was John Prine someone who you felt like you didn't appreciate him enough when he was still alive or you knew his stuff when he was alive? I was a big fan. Once he... Good question, Aaron. Uh, Big fan when he was alive. Missed out on seeing him live when I had many opportunities to do it in Duluth and in the Twin Cities. Duluth's a 35, uh, just north of the Twin Cities. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, Rob. Last one. Last one. Last one. Uh, (laughs) That map is too zoomed out for me to like it. (laughs) But I never did because I was lazy. I'm like, I'll see him next time he comes to town. Well, yeah, right. He didn't come to town again. So I missed out. And, And actually now I'm getting much deeper into his catalog than I probably would have had it not transpired right. the way it did. Right. Well, I have to say before you start, before you start the album, there is a perfect song on this album. Ooh. I'm sure John will get to it, but there is Ooh, a perfect, perfect song. song. Okay. Let's, yep. let's play that perfect song right now. Ooh, this is good. I like that. There it is. That song was actually written by John Prine. A lot of people don't know that. Illegal Smile. Oatmeal tried to stare me down. Is this not the perfect song? Because I think this is the perfect song. This is pretty close. It's such a good song. Aaron, you've talked about this song once. I don't remember what episode before, but you talked about this. I don't remember why. Because I think he swears that this song was not about drugs, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. in interviews, he said this wasn't about drugs. But it, he went on his way to say numerous times. John, yes. John from Edina, what do you think? It absolutely about drugs has to be about drugs. What else is an yes. illegal smile? Like, I'm going to get high and I'm going to smile. Everything is going on. All my friends are insurance salesmen. Like, that's fucking crazy. Shit. Now, was I going to make this a secret smile of Russ hiding in the porta potties outside of his apartment? <laughs> Because all he has to do is put on a wetsuit and some goggles, and he's right there. Okay. <laughs> I could do a parody song goggles about that. Goggles help still. that situation or not? <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Listen to the end of this podcast. If you hear a parody song about Russell getting in the porta potty to illegal smile, that's going to be gold. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, I can't wait for two Tuesdays what? from now. Uh, do, you, do you guys hear that uh, picking pattern? Did you hear that? It was just a methodical. Let's hear it one more time. Hit it again, Rob. Meal tried to stare me down and one yeah, I hear So John Prine was famous for using it's called the, the Travis no picking method, right? It, it, it's a method that is used all through rock and roll and folk, right? I mean, you hear it on uh, Landslide from, from uh, Fleetwood Mac. Oh, yeah. Kansas right. played it. On, uh, it it's, what it is, it's, it's uh, your thumb plays kind of the, the quarter notes, bass notes, right? Kind of strumming between strings five and six and then your fingers just do a repeating pattern on kind of doing that melody that you hear him playing so you're gonna hear John, it too. i've always kind of had to tur- change my finger pattern up i've always heard it's better to change that pattern i write the alphabet with my variety yeah aaron thinks you play two strings with the two fingers and one string <laughs> what is going so, on so john re- real quick because yeah. i'm I, I don't play but so you're you're plucking essentially with your fingers, right? But then you're, the top finger is playing like the bass. Like you're- so it's your thumb that is playing the bass note strings of the, okay. of the guitar, right? The six string guitar. And you're just, just boom, 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 boom. But this is the hand that would normally be holding a pick instead Correct. of picking. Okay, gotcha. So you're using your, it's finger picking, right? And so you okay. now have five picks 
and your thumb is doing the bass line and your four fingers are doing gotcha. the, the, the melody. And that's John Prime playing the guitar in this one. Bingo. He's the one oh, yes. playing the guitar. He's John, the can, one I, playing. can I just say, I use the uh, Travis method when I drive home from the bar <laughs> where I have a couple drinks that it helps me get home. I was going to say I use the Travis method for mining where I'm looking for coal and I find a diamond, but at the end, I decided to drop the hammer on Randy Travis. That son of a bitch, he did one thing wrong in his life and I'll never let him pull oh. it down. Oh, no, I had another Travis method and I can't remember what it is. Something about Travis Tritt, but I don't know anything about Travis Tritt except for that fringe outfit he was wearing that one time. Let's do... I got a rice oh. cooking, cooking in a microwave. Got a three-day beard. I don't, I don't plan, plan to shave. That's a, a summer song. That is yeah, a good summer is. song. The bit I was going to do for this album was... Uh, I was going to look on YouTube and read comments from each one of these songs and laugh about how funny they were because they're all the most depressing comments. Oh. And I was going to see if we could power through the podcast. You know what? I'm going to just look at the comments for this song and I'll show you why this would not be a good bit to do. Oh, no. Okay. So we're just going to look at what are the, that. what are the comments on the YouTube for illegal smile? Okay. And I'm just going to go through, let's just this read a couple. This is the first on the podcast, a... I didn't do this bit because it's bad, but I'm going to do the bit anyway. Show you how bad it is. It actually sounds new, like a lot of the podcast. If you think about it's it, a new lost my dad in 2014. When I listened to this song, I could picture to him singing along. Mm. Okay. So make a joke about that guys. Yeah. We can do it. We're I good. We're funny enough. We need sure this handicap doing this. This is like in horse racing where the jockey weighs a little less and they put some weight on his back to make sure he weighs the same. My God, the news hurts so bad to read. I pray for his. Okay. So we don't have to do this anymore. Like that was no, not. Nope. Okay. Next song. But Good maybe job. one more comment. You guys want to look at the next one? Okay, Spanish Pipe Dream. This, every song paints a picture almost immediately. Like you can put yourself into the song as a story. Who's playing the slide guitar in this or the steel guitar? I don't know. That's not, I don't know. That one's not John. Okay. But the bass player is everyone's favorite air raid coach, also now passed away. Mike Leach. Mike Leach. Oh. Yeah, the, guy, the <laughs> bass player on this album is a guy named Mike Leach. So That's funny. I was going to pull up his greatest hits, but I, we might have a different list tonight, but I was going to do a whole bit on like the fat little girlfriends with Mike Leach, the bass player from John Prine Band. I love the, the blow up your TV line. Like, what what you, a poet this guy Do you ever hang out with people that watch a lot of the news? I went down to see oh, my folks so sad. the other oh, day, and my mom was telling me all this stuff, and I was like, what are you no, talking no, about? No. I don't know about any of this stuff. And I was like, it's just somebody who watches the news. I don't think I could do it mentally. Like I couldn't keep up with the news. I can barely. What's the point? I, I, I sometimes get like over serious about TikTok stuff. I'm looking at it. I'm like, Hmm. Like right now, you know what they're showing me a ton of right now? Cleaning horse hooves or cow hooves that have become. Those infected. are great. Aren't they? <laughs> Shoeing horses. Yes. <laughs> They're like, they're like, there's a lot of pus under this hoof. And they're like cleaning it out. And I'm like, so I'm on a train watching this. I'm like, mm, Matt Nair, there are two of these fuckers in the world. It's so good. Thank you, John. Yeah. Guys, John and I are going to start our own podcast. I don't know. I'm whispering to all of you. Horse hooves. Yikes. Hello in there. Guys, this is a classic song. Okay. It's about Russell at the Timberwolves game. Okay. It's, it's a song saying how much they love. He loves old men. And it's interesting because he said the song is structured in a way. The verses tell the tale and the chorus tells the moral of the story. 
I was hearing this on the. I was going to ask Aaron and John. Maybe you guys can jump in there. There's two people I think of when I hear this one. There's another third one too. But the first is Bob Dylan. Like, is this a Bob Dylan ripoff? Is it fair or am I out of line to say this is like a Bob Dylan impersonator? I wouldn't say impersonator. I think you can't do. You can't talk about American singer songwriters without the shadow of Dylan, right? But I, I think Prime was doing his own thing because I think he's a little bit more straightforward, like cutting with a like a more of an edge to it. Cutting, I don't know, John. What do you think? By this time, too, Dylan's out for eight years, right? Like Dylan's not a new artist anymore by seventy-one. Go ahead, John. I, I was going to say same genre. So Russ. I appreciate the the question. My opinion, similar to Aaron, very different. And my personal opinion, I can't stand Bob Dylan. That harmonica. The harmonica. Yes. <laughs> harmonica. You, <laughs> can't do it. Um, I, I think Dylan's more off the wall. I think John Prine, to, to what Rob was talking about, he, he tells you that story and you feel like you're in the room with them and you know the uncle yeah. and you know that person and you know that stripper uh, as you're going to Montreal. Like You feel like you're there. In in, mm-hmm. in Dylan's songs, I just I don't connect, and, and maybe that's just just me. Not it's like, yeah, Ranger. it's like Dylan's songs take place in more of a, like a dream world, and yeah. John Prine's songs are like here in on Earth, kind of. Yeah, interesting. God, I, there's another Travis Method joke I have that's so good, and it's going to come back to me in a little bit. Can't wait to hear it. I'm looking. I can to hardly it. wait to think of what I'm it was. A note. Now, th- I have to admit, this is the one I read the comments for on YouTube. Don't recommend it. Sam Stone. No, it's the saddest song I ever recorded. I mean, great song, but Jesus. To be John Prine's saddest song, you have to be so sad. Like, if he walked into a porta potty and it was destroyed by John, that would not be the saddest things in one of his songs. I think this song actually he wrote after being at the Berkey that year. Became Sam Stone. <laughs> I had one other artist that I was thinking of I wanted to ask you guys about, too. And I didn't hear it as much in this song, but maybe a few of the songs earlier, the quicker ones. How does he compare to John Denver, and should he be higher on this list than John Denver? I like the batting order, Rosie, if you'd lead us off. Yes, he should be a million times higher than John Denver. You think so? Yes, John Denver's fine, but he's not. He doesn't write songs like this. Like it's not. He's not even in... A ballpark. John John life, life on the farm is kind of laid back. You know, nothing old country boy like me can't hack. Oh no! Oh, no. Oh, who's calling? Who could it be? Early to rise, early in the sack. Thank God I'm a country boy. I mean, Hello. Hello. Hey, baby. Big Papa needs to be quiet because it's he got in quite a lot of trouble earlier today. But he wasn't happy with how that Big Papa bit turned out, baby. So he had to come back and do bit number two, the makeup bit, baby. A big bopper. What? How is it called? What's what's going on up there today? Listen, I'll tell you what. You know who's next to me right now? It's John Denver. <laughs> can we speak to John? Denver? Yeah, you can. Hey, everybody, it's me, John Denver. I took flying lessons from the pilot for the big bopper. <laughs> oh, baby, John Denver also died in a plane crash, baby. If you remember, he was died flying an experimental plane. Oh, wait for real? Yeah, I don't know if I would get into an experimental plane. Oh, no, my experimental plane crashed. What a huge surprise. Yeah, it's a fucking experimental plane, baby. Oh, yeah. Okay, Hey, baby. John, is it true that you married a lady who went to Gustavus College, another private school down in, uh, in Minnesota? That's true. It's a junior college, I think, just south of uh, St. Louis. <laughs> oh, boom, shots. Uh, I did. I don't know what the admission standards are like, but... And when the day I died, I came up to heaven, St. Peter said to me, Mr. Denver, I've loved your music. It's not as good as John Prine's, but it's fine. I'll give you one wish. 
which I didn't realize, I have to admit, is how heaven works. It's like your birthday. You get one wish. One wish. And I said, I just want a tornado to go through and destroy Gus Davis. I think that would be the best thing that could happen. And God was like, yes, I also think that's good. I support natural disasters. 1998. I'm all knowing and all controlling. <laughs> Thank you, John Denver. Yeah, I guess I will bring up John Denver again. John Prine didn't really get played on the radio, right? And John Denver did. So I think John Denver, you know, was able to distill some of this into something that was radio friendly, whereas John Prine wasn't. Did you guys have there. any John Prine songs on your Winamp in college? Came after. No. Good question. Yeah. Never heard of him in college. No. Right. You guys got to keep going. I'm looking at bits. Uh, Paradise. When I so was a child, if you thought that last song was sad, here's the song that John Prine wrote for his dad after his Kentucky town of Paradise. Yes, yeah, this one I didn't know was a John Prine song. Excuse me, Aaron. I know you're trying to cover up strip mining because so you think it's good. Times. It's not. I was trying to cover up because you said I'm looking up bits. You got, I was trying to help you out because you said you're looking up bits. Aaron's, I was trying to jump in and help you out. Now I know what you're thinking. Strip mining? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe I go with my friends in college and it's actually awkward because we're all getting turned on sitting together. No, that's not what strip mining is. <laughs> go ahead. Well, I just thought Aaron and Mr. Peabody just need to get the fuck out of Kentucky because uh, yeah. that's just a travesty. <laughs> Travis? Travesty? A Travis T. A Travis? That is another good Travis method. I only knew that one from the Johnny Cash recording of it, but I don't know when he did that one, but uh, Johnny Cash recorded a, a few of John Prine songs, that being one of them. I don't think par- that sound didn't sound so bad when Guns N' Roses sang about it. I mean, I heard the grass is green and the girls were pretty. But Russell, they got they big tits and their big, big titties. <laughs> there you go, John. Died has got it. Pretty good. This is very Bob Dylan to me. And now, what do you think? You were a big Dylan. You probably like Dylan more than the rest of us. Well, really I, I mean, what do you think? I do like Dylan, but, but to your guys' point, I mean, this is very much more straight up like Americana. I think Dylan always was trying to be so obscure with everything he did that it was hard to like really dive in and like like you liked one album but then the next album was completely different so you couldn't like be a fan of his all the time kind of a thing whereas John Prine I mean I don't know did he ever write a bad song John did he I mean did he ever it feels I mean obviously he did but it just feels like every song you're like yeah what a great song part of it too though is like the musicians pointed out they said when he came in they knew they were into something because every song is in the same key on the whole album it never switches key it's always the same same three chords he definitely has he definitely (laughs) has a style that he likes but I also have to say if you go to a folk music school growing up there's got to be a whole class on Bob Dylan right like you can't you can't possibly escape it Pretty no, uh, your flag decal won't get you into heaven. I love a good anti-American song. I cannot get enough of it. Whoa, 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 no, no, no! I don't think the song's anti-American. What? I think I think it's anti-war. Okay, anti-war. Yeah, it's anti-war. Sure, but it's anti-war for sure. But I think you know, I think John Prine only come from uh, no. John Prine comes from a place that I agree with, which is that. Being patriotic can also mean saying we can do better, we can do something different. Well, I think when he's talking about, you know, so many of these songs are veterans coming back, which obviously was a huge deal. That's why he was a big fan of drone strikes. Well, we went to the bank 
this morning. There's none of this. And the cashier said to me, what? Rob, you're not. Listen, this is a John Crane album. You cannot go through the entire episode without being sincere even once. You cannot. Like, you can't hide from okay. the sincerity of this album. You can't do I love it. The, the fact that this song is basically like, hey, this flag won't get you into heaven because you've already killed so many young men in the war is such a great thing to hear from like country when you're used to this being like, you know, like I said earlier, I'm going to put a boot up your ass. And this one, they're like, you dumb fucks. You can't do this shit. Like, I just love a song that is like that. I just can't get enough of it. Far from me. Admittedly, this is, and I understand what Aaron and John are saying about the, the sound is a little bit different and it's, it's more Americana maybe than Dylan, but this sounds like a Dylan impression to me, admittedly. Maybe Dylan was impersonating Brian. I don't know. Time machine? Rivets? Smoke? Smoke. (laughs) (laughs) Never know. (laughs) Don't make me get the PB balloon out. Can you imagine if you're if you're past Bob Dylan, you're like 60s Bob Dylan, and Bob Dylan from like 1990 visits? He's like, hey man, I got these great songs. And it's like, guess what? Nobody's gonna listen to those songs. I'm lovesick. One headlight. Let me give you an idea. Jake, Wait, wrong Dylan. Wrong Dylan. I'm sorry. Jacob, Jacob, sorry. I got a great song for you. I got a great song. It's called One Headlight. Check this one out. <laughs> this is how you don't get a DUI. One headlight. <laughs> I call it the Travis method. All right. Uh, Angel from Montgomery. It's the perfect song. I was just thinking this has got to be it, right? Number one. It's a song about a major middle-aged woman who feels like life is monotonous. So I don't know who can relate to this. We'll let John get into this, but I listened to this album once through and listened to nothing else for the rest of the week except for this song and covers of this song and the movies it was in. And I just cannot get enough. This is a perfect song. This is a great song. Speaking of movies, I have I have a list. Do you guys want me to share what? a list with you? What? It's a past hit with Russell Wait a list. What? Am I allowed, oh, am I allowed to do a list? Yeah. Are you just coming oh, in and stealing wow. Russell's I'm bit? So what kind of shit is that, John? I just want to guest we've got tonight. When you have a guest, you guys should relax and take a seat and let the guests do some work. I want a beer to help. I'm a little, guys, I'm a little worried this episode is not very good because John did just put on a CPAP machine. I don't think that's a good sign. But that happens halfway through. Well, halfway through, two hours in. Go ahead. Hey, Rob, it's oddly perverted, too, isn't it? <laughs> a little bit erotic. Your turn, A little down. bit erotic. I love Basement Russell, the biggest perv. <laughs> Guys, the list this week, um, it, it's a little bit of a different twist. That Russ, you did, a, you did a movie song list ages ago, right? In the last nine did, days of my listening. Did. This is actually a specific list called Music That Made the Scene. Right. This is without oh, this without this it. music, this scene doesn't exist. Right. And I, oh, I, nice. I bring it up I now like because it. Angels from Montgomery uh, is near and dear to me. It actually comes up in Into the Wild. Right. So you've got uh, the story about uh, uh, Chris, Alexander uh, Supertramp, Chris McCandless yep. going up to Alaska. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Dies in a bus. Right. You got uh, two great actors. Ton of Eddie Vedder. Mm-hmm. All Eddie Vedder. Eddie Vedder did the song. entire soundtrack. And then there's a scene where they're out at the Salton Sea with a bunch of people and living Russell's in trailers. DVD collection. I hope you kept this one. Do not throw this one away, Russell. You, you have my permission to keep. You, Into the Wild is in your DVD collection? 
It is. Yeah, that's what? a you got to watch that once. I just watched. I watched it on a plane about why? two months ago. Why would you guys watch that? Delta. Rob, you know I got, how it's going to end. Well, but it's here, such a good movie. You'll you love <sighs> this. Why do you watch Shawshank Redemption again? You know he gets because out. Because I would like to. You be know in he ends prison. up in Mexico. I watch I Perfect Storm every prison. time. You never know. Yeah. When People not coming out yelling at me for being too loud. I can be as loud as I want in prison. What makes this a great scene? Well, before I get to the scene, I got to give Rob some advice here. No corner stuff, Rob. This would be perfect for you. Watch this movie once a month because I do. When I get to that point with the four women that are in my house, I'm like, I'm just going to fucking run to Alaska. I'm just going to fucking do it. (laughs) (laughs) It's done. I'm gone. So it, it helps. After I John, watch it, I'm like, John, oh, I'll stay here. On. I'll stay here. John's going to eat some weird berry and have diarrhea until he dies of cholera. And his last thought is going to be like, hey, I died of diarrhea. LOL. I can't What's believe I left that a, big of a mess on that old porta potty uh, next guys, to the van. There was a bagel in the, in the toilet. There was a bagel. <laughs> you come into the bus and there's just poop all over the back of the toilet. And there's John's, there's John's lifeless corpse. He's finally run away. He's gone to Alaska. He's done what we've talked about a number of times on this podcast. And I've edited it out every time. And he has a note in his hand and, and it's a note and it it says to whoever finds me, you know, and you open up the note and it just says, it wasn't me. And you're like, well, I get your CPAP machine on or off. (laughs) That would be the way. he died. CPAP wouldn't work at the magic bus. That's why I'm staying here. I can't get this quick release thing to work right. Oh, well, I'll go to sleep. I'm sure I'll be fine. <laughs> so, John, Russ, so the scene, the, scene, yeah, the so scene awesome. in the movie, it's, it's great. Uh, you got Emil Hirsch and Kristen Stewart, who was later made famous in Rob's favorite movies, the, the vampire ones, where she's like, Edward, why won't you touch me? And uh, so she's in this and sings beautifully a rendition of, of uh, Angels from Montgomery. So, yeah, Rob, take it away. Don't die later in this movie. Oh, wow. Named after my mother. My old man is another. You think she's singing, John? I do, actually. She's singing? I think she is. That's her, right? I think it is. Guys, Russell, what kind of organ is that? What is that organ hand? Yeah. It might be a Hammond. Is it a Hammond? I think it is. Hammond B3, right? Yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> I was going to say, when you guys were talking about this song being an amazing song, Matt, I heard the organ, and the organ just rang through for me. I loved it. I, when Matt said greatest song ever on the list, I'm, I agree. And I can see, John, why you would think it when watching the scene in the movie. It's fantastic. So this one makes the scene. I mean, is, there is no scene to this. This is the song. scene. So this is the standard of, like, you watch this movie, just made it. So let's get to the rest of the list because there's some really good stuff that needs to be I'm educated excited. here, guys. Number five coming in is none other than our favorite, Pee Wee Herman from Pee Wee's Big Yes. Oh. yes. <laughs> top five list of all time. Pee Wee comes in, top five list of all time. I would like to point out something from this clip that I've noticed from my childhood, which is that Pee Wee loves busty women. Ooh, if you look yes. at every Pee Wee movie, <laughs> he is surrounded by busty. I mean, just look at this woman in the biker bar. Large no Marge reason. was pretty busty, wasn't she? <laughs> <laughs> He's like usually head level with them too, Rob, right? Like they come right up and it's like, they're always like six foot four women. That is my that is my finger picking method, by the way. I call it the large marge. Where I just turn and I go like this real quick. So the song is obviously tequila. You should all know this scene. Wait, don't I get a last request? 
Why not? Pee-wee is literally battling the Proud Boys here, too. I should point out. He's, yeah, he's really... <laughs> he's taking a stand against fascism. Big time. The guys. This... <laughs> Like <laughs> Where he takes off the shoes and he's so much shorter, got me every time. You know what's good? This is this is a podcast. Nobody can see this, but everybody who's listening at, oh, knows exactly what scene this is. Right. Everybody from our era can actually do this dance, and if you see someone doing it on the yes. street, you're like Pee Wee Herman tequila, yeah. Yeah. right? Like you're doing the tequila dance. I right. put that in my junk in my butt, and I do that in front of my kids. They're like, "What are you doing, Dad?" I'm like, "Tequila." They don't get it. Matt, did the tequila dance come up at all when you did the when you were at the reunion during the blind the deaf disco or whatever nope. it was called? Nope, there oh was my no God. tequila. No tequila? That would have been pretty good. Oh, man. They should they should throw things in like this just to see who's brave enough to do these. Break dance. Yeah, guys, he's winning the bikers' hearts right now. They were That's so right. pissed at him because he told them to be quiet. Yeah. He was on the phone, and they're like, "What the hell?" And now he does it. Look at that. Tiptoes. Amazing dancer. That bar has Michelob on tap. What a time. I I I do love the idea that he does exactly what happens to me on the podcast. Which is you're doing the tequila dance. You're trying to keep everybody happy. The minute you don't think people think you're funny, you start breaking stuff and just causing general chaos and doing terrible <laughs> stuff. It will always get a reaction every time. Uh, so number four on the list actually comes to educate you because there's someone on this list that doesn't even know this movie. Well, it has been brought up multiple times since 2020 uh, when you started this. But the point is someone hasn't seen this movie and it's a classic. And this music, which has been covered in the top 10 music of the Rolling Stones, it's not on animal sounds, but you get my point. Surfing USA, coming straight from Teen Wolf. Oh, oh total I get I still haven't for seen public it. safety. Michael J. Fox up on top right, of the okay. music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> These waves are mine. What's this girlfriend's name? <laughs> Surfing on top of a surfing on the van. I hate to be too crass, but the symbolism of Teen Wolf is puberty and jacking off, right? Like, this is a whole movie about jacking off. Yes. It's 100% is. He becomes hairy. He becomes more interested in women, better with women. He gets better basketball. He's doing dumb stuff on cars. Side note, side note, there's a documentary about Michael J. Fox on Apple, I think. It's like a two or three part, no, it's a movie. It's like an hour and a half long documentary, and it's awesome. Going through his career and everything, like, I didn't think I'd like it at all, but it was pretty darn good. Well, but they're not going to do, like, a cut-down job on him. Like, can you no, imagine I they did. found out everything bad he ever did? Be like, let's, Wait, did they cover Teen Wolf? Let's fucking hammer Well, yeah, because like, he, did, he didn't, this was, like, between, uh, he was doing this, and then came, uh, what's the... Doc Brown and Jesus, Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Back to the future. <laughs> you know, but so he's doing this because he can't get anything, any movies, right? So he does this B movie, and then all of a sudden he gets like these great ones, and this one turns out to be really good, namely because he's so popular in the other ones. So everybody comes back and then to Blake in this one no, too. No. So this pretty- movie was so good because he had a girlfriend named Boof. I just confirmed the girlfriend's name in the movie Guys, was Boof. Nice. We just watched. You, you want to tell me this is not a parody about a parable about jacking off for the first time. He was doing flips on the top of a driving car. 
That's literally what it feels like the first time you do it. I think you're just trying to, you're, what you had in your mind growing up is just coming out and you're projecting no. it onto this me, movie here. Me watching Creep on MTV and yeah. him doing flips on the back of a car is the, exactly the same. I should point out that Michael J. Fox's best friend, Chubby, was also Francis from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. So a little connection there. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. okay. That is fantastic. Make it happen. Mm-hmm. This is a Russell style. Well, speaking of Russell, this number three comes straight out of his basement. We have the song Goodbye Horses straight from Buffalo Bill's basement. Oh, boy. This song made this movie. It really adds to the this, character. The character's not the same without it, are they? Oh, nope. God. This is wild that you just said this song makes this movie. This is like the least memorable oh, thing no, from this movie is what song was playing. <laughs> no, it shows up. Wait till the end, because he, he pulls a straight up uh, my patented move for the final what scene. Is, which is? You patented this one? We yeah. call it the fruit basket, where you stuff everything between, <laughs> and then you stand up. Like Jesus on the cross. John, what, what were some more of those tricks you used there to do is. back in the day? The wristwatch? Yep. So I, I learned uh, because my, 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 my music skills weren't great enough to be part of like the Holy Choir and the strong musicians. So I, I went down one wrong and I, I mastered penis puppetry and I figured out all of these moves. Uh, like the wrist wristwatch was mm-hmm. great. That's classic. Yep. Uh, the the, the, the windsurfer, uh, hamburger the hot wind dog. The windsurfer, yeah. It was a hit. Oh, the small hut. <laughs> Most of the, my uh, the bird's nest with one egg in it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I was always a pro at the. No, it's just really cold outside, and that, that water was really cold. Yeah. That was my trick. Number two, number two, coming up to the grand finale. Number one, number two is canned heat from the great oh, Napoleon Dynamite. It's oh, been talked yes. about multiple episodes. This, this was the we did talk about Napoleon Dynamite last last week during the tournament. Actually, we did. John, you'll hear this coming up. We've got a DVD tournament. We had Napoleon Dynamite, and it went against. Uh, also, you guys, it should have won. is Jamiroquai is way more than Can Heat. We uh, totally. and uh, Virtual Insanity. Jamiroquai is a good band. Like we put their album on the other day. It's just my son and me home, and he kept saying like. What is this music? It's really good. Like, Jamiroquai is fun music to listen to. And do you think that when Jamiroquai saw all these big hats that were being sold, you know, like the big hats, he was probably like, fuck. I was way yeah, ahead of the curve. Too late. My hats were so fucking big. Great song. Great scene. Nice work, John. Well, this, this song definitely made the scene and made the movie, John. Unfortunately, the movie Kingpin knocked Napoleon Dynamite out of the comedy regional in the DVD tournament. Go back to your dumpster and pick that one up. You cannot <laughs> leave Napoleon. <laughs> I got two copies in my basement. And I'll send you the other one. Okay. Oh, oh, you guys, this is one of the hardest lists to make. And Russell, you've made a ton of them. And a couple of you guys have sprinkled in some lists as well. So you know how hard it is. There's a, there was a Here lot there. of things I had to left off. I had left off, right? But, but number one. Honorable mentions. A lot of honorable mentions. But number one comes to us straight from the namesake of this podcast. This is coming oh, from I Love You, Man. And here's Paul Rudd playing us some bet. I love you too, bud. Great movie. I love you, It's dude. about male friendship. I love you, bro, Montana. I love you, Holmes. I love you, bro, Sif <laughs> I love you, Machacha. <laughs> I love you, Tico Brohe. Okay. Tico Brohe. Okay. <laughs> Let's uh, continue here. He's marrying the That's lady so from The Office. 
You will. I'm going to. Quincy Jones' daughter. Yep. I, Zoe Rice. Here comes back. Take you, Peter Claver. Take you, Peter Claver. We get some Beck coming in here? Soul of a man. Oh, wow. Good work, John. He can do everything. Canty, right? He makes the jerkers. Oh, so good. What a fool. So as I finish my list, gentlemen, my question to you is, who did it better? No, 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 no. You got you to gotta listen to these episodes, Chad. You have to say something, and then I answer the question. I, oh, I, shit. You gotta, you're you're trying like, to you say something If you think that job. we're going to say Beck did it better on episode 149, uh, we're saving that for 500, where we make God the big announcement, where we have analyzed. You got to give it a little more, little more pizzazz. It's got to be like, <sighs> who did it better when it comes to making amazing songs that make the movie? You got to just okay, give John. it a little bit more, and then they'll give it to you. Guys, I have a question for you. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. No, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> yes. John, you have fit into the podcast perfectly. Okay. That is a perfect response to that. And if you want to know who puts songs into the movies that we've all loved better than any, I don't know, Beck did it. Beck did it better. There you nice. Go. Great list to end on a Beck as a A plus move. It's a, it's a power move. I got one honorable mention. That, you know what was it we were talking about Tiny Dancer from uh, Almost Famous mm-hmm. you know, yeah up in the, that was a pretty good one are they on the bus or are they on the plane with that? They're on bus. The bus. that's there. the bus yeah. Yeah. great yeah. scene that's what I was thinking of that's a classic bit yep. nice Quiet Man we're back we're back to John Prine this is very Dylan got some more good organ on this one you got news for me Donald and Lydia, a music critic I read, said this song was about jacking it. Making love from 10 miles away. Next up, 6 o'clock news. This is a fun one. We already did our news take too early. Think there's enough like change ups in this album? Does it all sound similar to you, or do you hear enough differences in the songs for like it to really stand out or jump out to you, or is it too one note from beginning to end? Russ, great question. I think the first half of the album has a lot of variation, even though it's the same three chords, it's it's got a lot of variation in the stories. When you get the back half of this album, it starts to bleed together, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It start these songs at the last year, I skip them, right? It's boop, boop, next. Yeah. I'm going on to the next album. They're it's tough. tough. Where do you go from Angel and Montgomery, right? Like, once you yeah. hit Angel from That's, Montgomery, where do you go from there? That's hard. Flashback Blues. This got a little more... This was definitely, yeah, a different stylistically, right? Yeah. All right. I can't believe this is from 71. I think it sounds so good for that. Listen, let's get into... I know you think it's early, but we'll get into it already. Let's get into <laughs> the rating system. And now it's time for everybody's this is everybody's favorite part of the show. The pen. Very popular. Beck did it better. It's very popular. System. All right. Oh, yeah. If you find yourself looking at the Rolling Stones best album of all time list, okay, and you say to yourself, hey, I should do a podcast about this. Don't do it. Don't do it. It actually causes a lot of problems in your life. Okay. A lot of strife. Okay. I'm sure no we're going to hear about this tomorrow. 
Yeah. What? I just, I mean, can you believe like, this is actually a big deal. Like I, John is here with us because he listened to the podcast. I mean, you can make all the jokes and we've gone on too long, but this is really incredible. Like bringing people together. So oh. of all the nights, like this is amazing. John, what? A- yeah, he didn't want to hang out with us at all for 20 years after college. And now he's in the new podcast. That <laughs> <laughs> my excuse is that, that's what happened. Yeah. Too busy having Fuck. sex. Yeah. <laughs> three times. No, 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 Only three times. CPAP. Now he's in having friends again. <laughs> exactly. <That's right. laughs> Is this okay, like a porta potty? You go in there, clean. It's great. And guess what? It's a lake. Okay. You know this is fresh. This is right there. By the way, I can't I haven't told you where I use the porta potty all the time lately. And that is at a powerlifting meet. Oh, One bathroom, oh. there's a powerlifting meet. Everybody's dehydrating, rehydrating. Not great. Oh, boy. Not great. Okay, that would be a rolling well tone. This is perfect at 149. Okay, you, it's so great. You should make a podcast about it. Um, or is this like a porta potty where you, somebody comes out right before you and says, it wasn't me, yet it's so warm. Big mouth. You're Big so warm mouth in there. In there. <laughs> This is the porta potty episode. Such a bummer, John, that you run for the porta potty episode. But what are you going to do? That would be. He, he kind of started it. Rolling Bone. Now, John, let me explain this to you because some people don't understand this. If you think this album is Rolling Boned, you think that it should be higher up on the list, okay? Which, of course, would be a lower number, which means we would have covered this earlier, okay? So think of that you're climbing a mountain downwards in reverse time. That's how I like to do it. I like to twist that around in my head so I understand Rob, it. you're climbing I down. keep it straight in my mind with the mountain and valley uh, analogy you gave back in like episode 52. I completely get it. Well, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. Or is this a rolling uh, groan? <sighs> you do not like this album, okay? It makes <sighs> you groan, okay? You can't stand the Travis picking <sighs> method. Okay, you don't, you hate it. Okay. Uh, and you don't even like it when you're catching touchdowns for the Chiefs. Travis uh, Kelsey. Method. Oh, nice. Uh, why would you groan wow. for that joke? That would be a rolling groan. Uh, okay. If you did not like this album. And that means it should be higher on the list, which of course is a higher number. Now, somehow being higher on the list is both a lower number and a higher number on my system. Okay. It doesn't make sense. Maybe we're at the bottom of a parabola. Y equals X squared. Look it up. Dumb shits. Oh, Rob's smart again. Whoa. Oh, change the Y-intercept up. X squared plus two. <laughs> no problem for me, okay? Now. <laughs> Aaron, 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 Aaron. This is the moment where Rob doesn't want one to end because we've there, got a guest on. There I is know, nothing. I know, I shouldn't laugh. Uh, what do you think? Rosie, Rolling Well-Toned, Rolling Boned, or Rolling Grown, John Prine, 1971. John Prine. Yeah, I, as we went. So the, one of the hard things about this album is that I don't think I think you can enjoy it by just having it on in the house. Like I had it on several times this week in the car, in the house. Mm-hmm. Nobody complained. When Angel Montgomery comes on, my wife says, I love this song. I do, too. My son doesn't mind having the having the music on. It's pleasant music. It's great musicians. The band's playing great. You don't really get the music unless you're really sitting with the, the lyrics. And because he's such a like the prose is great. He's like an mm-hmm. author. Uh, so the the songs sound fun. They sound like you're like, Hey, this is good times. Yeah. And it's not an obvious album. So you really have to sit with it and listen. And we have, I don't think we've had anything like that for quite a while. 
on the list. I, I think um, it's unique in what it is. I don't know if it's, I mean, John, you'll have to tell us it might not be John Prine's best album. Um, but I think because we haven't heard so much like it, I think also because many people wanted to, were influenced by what he did and the way he wrote, I'm going to give it a rolling well-toned. Russell, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling boned, or rolling grown? Uh. At first, I was listening to this and really enjoying it, but I, I did immediately think this sounds like a knockoff of Bob Dylan. I enjoyed it more than some Bob Dylan stuff because there's no harmonica. Um, and I just thought it, it sounded a little bit like... <laughs> what? It's, oh, it's just such a funny reason. No, you're, you're like consistent. You hate the like, harmonica. Fucking harmonica. Yeah. <laughs> But 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 I think you guys are right. Like if you just put this on in the background, like it's a good summer album. You could sit there and have a beer outside. I could sit up, stare at the river, stare at the biffies, watch the people come in and out, <laughs> listen to this music, and enjoy it. It was a little one note for me, but I will say, Angel from Montgomery makes the album. Like they, that song is unbelievable. Like just like it's that song makes the movie. It makes the album for me. And I'll also say, I think you, Aaron's right. Like. If this album brings people together, this the whole point of the journey is to like have a new experience with music and having John come onto the podcast. So for me, this 100% is Rolling Well Toned, a great album. Uh, Matt, what do you think? Rolling Well Toned, Rolling Bone, or Rolling Grown? John Prine. John Prine. I'll go Rolling Well Toned. I think uh, Rosie's brought it up a number of times. We don't have a number, we don't have a lot of albums like this on the list to date. Um, maybe Still no Willie Nelson. Yeah. No. So maybe, you know, Willie should probably be ahead of John Prine in my estimation, but uh, all things being equal, I'll just say, you know, mid 100s here, uh, I'll say rolling well-toned. Now, John, I'm about to ask you your opinions on the album, but first I want to tell you this fact. Do you know what John Prine named his first child? Well, there's the Twin Lakes, uh, Elizabeth and Marie. Uh, It wasn't one of those two, was it? No, it was uh, Optimus. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh no Optimus Prime Sam I'm addicted to heroin Sam that's awesome well done my country didn't support me when I came back from Korea Sam that would be a bummer wouldn't it if you were walking down the street and uh, one of the unhoused vets was Optimus Prime that'd be awful you'd be like why don't you live in the trailer he's like it's part of me Meanwhile, Bumblebee was draft dodging for years. <laughs> Bumblebee's up in Canada. Yeah, he's up in Montreal with his stripper girlfriend eating peaches. Yeah, that's right. Jeez. <laughs> the smart John, what's, what are your, what's your ranking? I got to hear your oh. ranking on this one. I mean, it should be no surprise. This is rolling boned. It should be oh, way higher. Be higher. I, it actually triggered when Matt said Willie. And I'm like, that's actually a good comparison. That's two very different paths. That's, a, that's Nashville versus Americana, Chicago. Hot dog salesman mm-hmm. turned into a mail carrier turned into the greatest finger picker of all time, other than Rob Ward. Oh, bleep that out. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Guys, let me just say. We can, so edit, well. we can just, edit that. We'll have to edit that out. Let me just say for the last year or so, I've had no complaints. I'm just going to put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this. What was happening before that? This guy's is, is, is rolling bone. I a think it complaints. actually should be. Double digits. It should be in the top 100 in my book. Top 100. Top 100. Damn. There's been 50 albums that I've heard you guys review these last, uh, so if I guess for me, that would have been the last four days. No, oh my two God. and a half days. Last two and a half days that are, they don't belong. This one is better. Uh, obviously, I'm biased, but I'm going with Rolling Bone. Awesome. 
Listen. Great thoughts. Love it. And you know that Starscream was a conscientious objector. You know what I mean? Like that's just, that's what makes sense in my head. And you know that the GoBots, you guys oh. remember GoBots? Yeah. They were in the National Guard. They're like, they were, <laughs> all right. They're like the off-brand version, weren't they? The, yep. Hey, hey, Grandma, thanks for this GoBot. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Which ones were the Merchant Marines, Rob? <laughs> that would be, well, I want to say Psykill, but that was another GoBot, of course. Uh, gargoyles. Gargoyles of Merchant oh, Marines. Next show. up. Next up. Power Rangers. Oh, by the way, this album gets a rolling down home, sweet home, Chicago. Who would think that this guy? So we were wrong. Again? Folk music. You were wrong. Wait, folk music. 150 in a row? Americana. Well, more than that, actually. It's kind of depressing if you think about it. We've actually done more than that many uh, episodes. Are this we doing guy a Christmas came, episode this year? This guy came from the same town as the famous song. I have to be quiet because people are sleeping. Rubber Biscuit. Okay. <laughs> Everybody's favorite movie and favorite song uh, from the Blues Brothers. Next up. This, this is a great album we have coming up by Bruce Springsteen. Unfortunately, it was beaten by the U at the Orange Bowl. What? This, of course, is Nebraska by Bruce Springsteen oh. coming up next. Oh, you, no. want to hear Nebraska. <laughs> you know what the N stands for, don't you? Knowledge. 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 It's a classic. Now, John, this is the most stressed out part where we rely on you to come up with a joke at the end of the podcast to tie it all together. Okay? And I know that you can do it. Rob, what's the difference between jam and jelly? <laughs> a prepared joke? I'm not going to jelly a garbanzo bean. There's something. It's time. Time is a flat circle. I can't I jelly. See, wow, that's wow, wow. That's that's gonna be bleeped. Everybody out. knew that was coming. He wants a bleeped out joke that everybody wonders what the joke is. Oh, what was the joke? What was the joke? <laughs> hmm. That will be bleeped out. We're gonna, add We're gonna bleep that out, even though most people actually know the punchline if you are on TikTok enough. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm done recording. I am also done recording. Sad. <laughs> When Russ woke up this morning, he was in his new place, starting a new part of his life with his new roommate. And Russ opened the window shade and looked at the city. But now when he looks out the window, he sees a bunch of biffies. Now, unfortunately, Russell has to see people going to the bathroom publicly. When he looks out tonight, Russ might stare for a while. He'll wonder if it's a blue lake or a big nasty pile. When they open the door, they're all going to see Russell saying that it wasn't me. 